0: What is going on, guys? Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for November 1st, 2023. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue inside my mother's basement. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. Joined by my very, very good friend and co-host on Wednesday nights, Shy town Smark himself and uh we already oh my goodness we haven't even said anything yet man Raging Girl Gamer with a $100 super chat have a big announcement y'all I never liked JD or Jesse it was all a lie she says we love you too Rage we love you too. Jesse, what's going on, my man? What's good, bro? What's good, man? Uh, nothing, man. Nothing. Uh, it's, it, it seems like I uh, ruffled some feathers, bro, in the chat by playing Doc and Red Skies, man. A lot of people uh, are on the side that this wasn't a Red Skies show tonight and they're expecting us to rant. I don't think we're going to rant. I just think that we're a little disappointed and a little frustrated at AEW, man. Um, I don't know what you thought of tonight's show. We might as well jump right into it. I I really don't know what to feel tonight, man. It it seemingly felt like the show was all over the place. And it's very difficult to not be let down by some of the things that happened tonight.
1: Yeah, uh... That was a show. Yeah. That was a show. Yeah. It happened. I
0: don't Ugh. What was your biggest st- Listen, man, I'm giving the floor to you like I usually do with uh with Drew on Tuesday nights. I'm letting you do what you want to do here, man. The floor is always yours to talk about whatever, man. Let- let's keep it within the realm of dynamite here. I don't really feel like oh. it was a substantial show tonight. I mean, right off the top of your head, man, let them know what you're feeling.
1: So I don't want to. I don't want to start off with just the bed. Yeah. All right. Because it wasn't like a total wash of a show for me. Um, I think that the bucks coming into this show. First off, the crowd was non-existent. The crowd was God awful.
0: Yeah, the crowd was bad.
1: One of the worst crowds I can remember. Yeah, but. That being said, the Bucks have come in ice cold. Um, a lot of it has to do with the backstage drama, but a lot of it also has to do with the fact that they're not doing anything.
0: You know, I don't want to cut you off. I will say, add this as a side note to what Jesse's uh, talking about with the Bucks. They did win a Fatal 4-Way 1 Contenders match at Wrestle Dream that has not been talked about on television since the end of that pay-per-view. Wow.
1: Yeah, it, it's, they, it just feels like they're just doing nothing of interest, you know? If, if you're on TV doing nothing of interest, then you're not doing anything but letting us sit here and think about the, the crap that does go on backstage. Yeah. So at the very least, they could be involved in something interesting. So that being said, with tonight's show, it looks like we're going to get some kind of direction with the Bucks. like, they, like they're going to go heel. Um, I couldn't agree with that more. You know, they just they need to do something. Um, if they're gonna if they're gonna be an anchor in this company, they need to be involved and stay involved, and they can't be you know trotting around with ROH titles and just kind of being half in and half out of shit. I mean, it legit makes no sense why Kenny would be sitting there with Jericho looking for two teammates, and they go for Big Show. And Kota Ibushi, they went and they went and shopped somewhere in Japan and they wouldn't get the slowest guy on the entire roster.
0: All right. When is, you have the
1: young bucks in your locker room.
0: Okay. All right. So Jesse, Jesse wants to start with that. It's fair game. He's my co-host. He could do whatever he wants. Uh, I guess we'll start with that. Uh, I know it wasn't the, the biggest thing that happened on the show, but it was definitely an eye opening, uh, you know, statement by Tony Khan and his creative team for sure on Dynamite, you know, I could sit here and you guys know that, you know, I like to be out there. I like to make jokes and make light of things and make fun of things and be entertaining because that's what the YouTube realm is. That's what being a content creator is. At the same time, I'd like to think I give a very solid pro wrestling opinion with a lot of merit and a lot of meaning. Okay. I don't understand and I don't know who in AEW is listening to this. I really don't care. For four years, we've been told that this show, this brand, this company has been the alternative or was going to be the alternative. Now, granted, this may be a one-off. This may be his send-off. This may be something that he wanted to do before he hangs up the boots. Quite honestly, I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't. Now, we have to be subjected to Paul White on AEW television, after we had just gotten rid of him off WWE television, he was brought into this company to do what? Jesse per, per se exactly as a backstage what? A backstage producer, an agent, a coach. What is what is his role back here?
1: He so he was he was brought on, and he was on the announced team of of dark um dark revolutions. No dark Elevations. Elevation. Yeah, elevation. Sorry, and um I actually praised his work on it. I thought he did, you know, you know, great shit, you know. And with his experience, you know, in in this business, you know, all around the damn world where he worked with uh, with WWE, I'm assuming his his talents are also being used as a coach, maybe a producer here and there, wherever Tony Khan might need the expertise in the field, you know. Um and I had no complaints about that. Same for Mark Henry. Where's Mark Henry?
0: Mark Henry's not on TV. He was the voice of the main event on AEW Rampage once upon a time. Uh, clearly that the show is in the fucking trash and one of the worst hours of television that you could possibly ask for from AEW. He's no longer on the show because what, what, what is what is his purpose on the show? Really? Nothing.
1: I, I actually enjoyed him saying it's time for the main Me event. Me too. It gave the show some
0: fucking, <laughs> it gave the show some, some standalone credibility. Like, all right, that's a little unique, you know? I actually
1: enjoyed that i would have I would have taken that very same aspect and put that on collision and give that to Mark Henry I loved it
0: uh so that's what but, Paul White that's what Paul White was yeah. brought in to do a little a little a little a little bit of everything a myriad of uh several different aspects backstage great so yes. you you want to sell aew to me as the alternative to WWE yet on November first, two thousand twenty-three, going into their last or second to last pay-per-view. Now that they've announced World's End, second to last pay-per-view in two thousand twenty-three, we have fucking Big Show at a pay-per-view in a wrestle on Dynamite. I'm sorry, not even at the pay-per-view on Dynamite two weeks from now in Ontario, Canada, wrestling the Don Callis family. Will Ospreay and Big Show are going to be in the fucking ring together. I mean, am I in the Twilight Zone? Now, I don't know if this is a one-off, like I said, but nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody watching this show, nobody watching this live stream tonight has asked for the Big Show. I i find that very difficult to believe. So why do we have Big Show in AEW on television in 2023 Better enough. We've gotten Jeff Jarrett. Now he's taken a reduced role. Sure, on television, he's not as prevalent on TV as he once was. But Jeff Jarrett, who is the director of business development, how is that actually driving business for W for AEW on Dynamite and, and Collision and wherever else he wants to poke his fucking nose? I mean, I don't, I don't really understand any of this. Why? 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 Why are these men? on fucking television. Big Show was out of breath by throwing a right hand at Kyle Fletcher tonight, and it looked like his knees were going to buckle on stage just standing there. Why the fuck are we getting this two weeks from now when nobody asked for it? Don't forget Ric Flair, too. And Ric Flair.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, is this Tony Khan's way of uh, bolstering those ratings going into the next round of TV negotiations? I, You know what, man? I'll be honest with you. Let's let's say it did.
1: Let's say putting Paul White on TV is great for the ratings. And it's not. It's not. So, But let's pretend it is for a second. It doesn't make the show better. No. It doesn't make the show better. Like you just said, they're supposed to be the alternative. WWE is the company that would just put a body in the ring just because it would be good for the ratings. And supposedly that's, that's not the AEW way. It seems to be the way now, but nonetheless, like I just said a second ago, putting Paul White in the ring will not do anything for the ratings. It would not improve your product, and it's a slap
0: in the face to your core fan base. What are we doing here? I don't know what we're doing. I've said this time and time and time again. I don't, I don't know who's in Tony Khan's here. I don't know what he's coming up with when he's not on the show. Or backstage shit in Gorilla. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But AEW is not the alternative anymore. They're not. I mean, they give us great wrestling matches. I mean, that's a fucking given. But you're not the alternative anymore when you're stooping to WCW, TNA, and Vince McMahon fucking levels here. Why? I didn't sign up for this shit to watch fucking Big Show on Dynamite. No. Keith Lee just sitting there, why isn't he in the fucking match when he's double the size of Will Hobbs? I don't get it. He got Big Show on TV and Keith Lee collecting dust on Tony Khan's toy shelf. Or am I just wrong in that? Please, someone tell me I'm wrong. Oh, that's right, you can't. I would have even taken Goldberg. And I ain't Goldberg. Whoa, 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 whoa! List Goldberg a fucking move,
1: Uh, and not injure someone. Whatever. You're right. I'll I'll take Big Show.
0: No,
1: (laughs) but but I don't want that either, though. It's
0: uh, it's it's lame. It's lame. It's lame. I I don't. At least Big Show loves the business. Fine. I retract my statement. <laughs> At least Big Show loves
1: this business.
0: I, I retract my statement. It was a heat of the moment fucking statement. Fine. At the end of the day, this is not the alternative. This is not what we signed up for. Maybe he's maybe he's just losing it. Maybe he really is just losing it because he, he now understands that. He isn't the alternative anymore, and whatever Triple H is doing on both Monday and Friday, listen, it's not fucking breaking the walls down. It's not fucking breaking boundaries. They're not, they're not creating great television over there. I mean, it's its adequate television, but whatever, whatever Tony Khan does or is going to do, Triple H has the power now to do that and better. We've seen it from him. We know what he's capable of. Don't lower yourself to that fucking WWE Vince level. Why? Yeah, this is not fun anymore, man. It's really not.
1: Um, we're we're seeing we, we seem to be chasing, you know, the pink elephant here. We're trying to chase down that magic. We're, we're, we're trying to chase down that that 2019 magic, you know. It's just it's I, I don't understand how we can't capture it. I mean. We have the formula, we have the roster. What are we doing here, man? I mean, I'm you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm gonna, I'm I've gone back and I've taken a look at some of this stuff and we've seen highlights of greatness with the AEW, you know, product and creative teams and spots. But um AEW has not been consistently great, not going to lie, since around the time ish that Cody and Brandy left. Consistently great.
0: I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna place that on, on him. It's definitely had an impact. I'll tell you that right now. You are not wrong. I, I but mean, it, it's not, not it's I, not squared, it's not solely squared uh, around Cody Rhodes leaving.
1: I'm not saying that without Cody, they can't fu- I mean, it just feels like maybe creatively, maybe Cody was a sounding board for TK. Maybe. I mean, I'm just I'm just shooting in the fucking dark here. You know, maybe he was a the same way that Vince Russo was a genius working with Vince McMahon. They had the soundboard of each other. You separate them and Vince Russo is nothing. I mean, it's just an idea thought. I don't know. But around the time ish. All right. The creative has not been as consistently great as it was since before around the time that Cody Rose is here.
0: Well, what did, what did Eddie Kingston say? I, I got the fucking quote here. Eddie Kingston was uh, interviewed by somebody. I don't remember who it was. This guy, whoever interviewed Eddie Kingston, asked him about CM Punk, and he said, and I quote, no, it doesn't bother me about CM Punk because I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I have a job to do, and my job is to make people talk about us, and if I didn't do a good enough job where they want to talk about the backstage stuff, then that's on me. I'll just do better next time. You know what I mean? Then he talks about CM Punk saying that, you know, I I don't like CM Punk. We don't like each other. But do I wish CM Punk was back or is still in AEW? Sure. Do you want to know why? Because he was good for business. Why can't the rest of the fucking locker room think that way? I don't understand it. You got the realest motherfucker in the entire locker room saying that about someone he doesn't like. Meanwhile, you got fucking people back there who drove this fucking guy crazy. And now he's not there. And he was the only fucking thing right now this year that was bringing some sense of fucking normalcy to the show. Do I agree with what he did? No. Now we got the fucking big show on television. And Collision is dog shit. It is. What are we doing? What are we doing? Nobody asks for this shit. Nobody wants to see Big Show. Nobody wants to see fucking Jeff Jarrett. I mean...
1: I don't know. I tell you what, I'm enjoying my crappy mid-pack. It is not. It is not this embarrassing. It is not this just bad, man.
0: Do, do you do not- do you realize, Jesse? If 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 Impact brought back or brought someone who fucking has been long retired and can't walk or or can't fucking uh, move. To, to impact, to wrestle a, a small block of matches, and they've been putting on this great product and great television show. Don't, don't you think that's them taking three or four steps backwards and kind of muddying the identity of the show? Don't you think doing Big Show on Dynamite, even though it may be a one-off and people are probably going to say, JD's complaining and ranting for nothing, it's only a one-off. Well, that's all you need is one time. The identity yeah. of the show is not Let's get 50-year-old Big Show on Dynamite to wrestle a match. You're actively taking a spot away from somebody that clearly deserves it more than Paul White. How many fucking people do you have on this roster that haven't seen an ounce of television time, yet you got no fucking problem getting Big Show on Dynamite? Again, I reiterate, Keith Lee was sitting right there. Where is his name in the creative meeting?
1: I I don't I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if Paul asked for this, I don't know. I don't know. But it, it just it just doesn't it doesn't flow. It does not flow with what you're doing. It makes no sense. Like you just said, why 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 would Paul White be in the same ring with Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega? <laughs> That's, what are we doing here? This is not the kind of wrestling that your core fan base would. And look, and, and this is our platform. This is our way as a fan base of getting those thoughts out there to creative, management, whoever it is backstage that could get the whiff of this stuff. I peeked in on a couple of other podcasts, and believe me when I tell you, it's the same sentiment all around. No one is enjoying this. I don't think there are any true AEW fans sitting around going, yes, finally, finally, we get Paul White and Will Ospreay in a match. I mean, what are we, what, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? How does this improve the product? It doesn't.
0: Where 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 has this Don Callis family feud gone? It's another one of my uh, my my holdups in this. Like we got Jericho and his falling out with Don Callis. Kenny Omega has lost a few times to the Don Callis family. Correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't Konosuke Takeshita supposed to be built up in this program? Wasn't he the one that was going to kill Kota Ibushi and take Kota Ibushi and just manhandle him because he did what he did to Kenny Omega? Like, where Where, where is this, this whole feud centered around building up Takeshita? Meanwhile, week after week after week after week, it's nothing at all about Takeshita. <laughs> like, I understand Kenny Omega's going to get his comeuppance, Or his revenge, I should say. He's going to get his revenge over the Don Callis family. But where's the building blocks for Takesh to become the breakout star here? Or am I, again, wrong? Or was this something that was just dropped in the creative meeting? And we'll revisit it somewhere down the line when it doesn't fucking matter.
1: You know, I like to give the benefit of the doubt to, you know, maybe creative changes. Maybe this issue. Maybe that issue. I mean, it could have been quite a few things that have led to this. I can't, I, I can't find a way to make sense of this. There are so many young, talented people on that roster that would have really taken a nice little rub from being in this match with these guys, with the, with the talent and the caliber of these guys. How is Paul White supposed to elevate or benefit in this match? I don't know. Is Paul White going to get uh, Kenny, Omega, Kenny Omega over? Is 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 Paul White gonna finally make Will Osprey a big name? Like what? Like what are we? What are we doing here? He's supposed to get Hobbs over. What? What? Why? Why?
0: The best thing about Jericho was their fucking theme song, their mashup theme song. That was it. I don't know who who's clamoring to see that fucking thrown together tag team, that thrown together Vince tag team, back on AEW Dynamite in 2023. I don't understand it. Or am I overreacting? But I and you, are we're AEW
1: shills, though.
0: It's not the only thing that we have a problem with tonight. That's just one of uh, a list of things that Jesse and I have a problem with tonight. You know, again, I'm going to follow Jesse's lead here. I'm going to start off with the good in this next situation. We all love MJF. Pro Wrestler of the Year. No doubt about it. In my honest opinion, it's had banger after banger after banger. The match with Kenny Omega was fucking fantastic. They blew everybody away. Probably one of the best main events that AEW's put on national television in 2023. Possibly ever. Now, I get that MJF's in the middle of the storyline and everybody's chasing the world championship. I get it. And I really appreciate when you have a storyline that's woven throughout the two hours of a dynamite or a collision or whatever AEW is doing, and it spreads out from the beginning to the end. I get it. I love it. I wish more shows would do that. It makes the television better. But in this case, Jesse, to me, it wasn't as interesting as it should have been. We waited all show for Max to pick partners. They had several different options that were a lot better right in front of them and we waited all night for Max to team with the Acclaimed and then get pinned clean as the champion who has his belt stolen right now. And then for the ending of the show where Max scissors the Acclaimed and Daddy S. That's yeah, what that's we some, that's some WWE. Shit, that's man. what we wait, That's what we waited for. That's what we waited for. Now, I don't know if you guys enjoyed that or not. You might have enjoyed that. And listen, before anybody says anything that we're haters, Jesse and I love the acclaim legitimately. We have no problems with them. But you cannot sit there and tell me that that creative decision was the best decision, and the best option that AEW had for Max's partners tonight. You got Kenny Omega in a fucking nothing match with 2.0. And again, we love 2.0. But what does this match mean to anything past this show tonight? Nothing. You had Kenny Omega. You had Wardlow. Where the fuck was Samoa Joe all night? I mean, he didn't even show face tonight. He got those three guys right there. All you needed to do was weave them into the storyline. Max needs to give them a championship match at some point. I'll give you a championship match. Just help me out tonight against these fucking assholes in the Bullet Club Gold. And then we'll conduct business when we get my belt back. That's it. That was the best option. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells me. I don't give a shit if you tell me I'm wrong or I don't know anything. That was the best option. And if not that, Jesse, it should have been the fucking kingdom because they play into the storyline, not the acclaimed. I don't want to see MJF wearing fucking pink. I don't want to see MJF scissoring when he lost clean to the guy who has his title. I mean, again, is, is Tony becoming Vince? Because it certainly seemed like a fucking Monday Night Raw ending in the Bruce Vince era. Yeah, um... Yeah, that was that was that was so fucking. Yeah, weird. let me let me get pinned <laughs> let me get pinned clean by the guy who stole my title. But I'm gonna scissor anyway.
1: Yeah, I'm so happy I'll scissor. I don't I don't have the triple B back. I mean, we we could have went like you just said. We could have went with Joe and Wardlow, two guys that clearly want MJF's title, but in the interest of getting that shot, they'll team would have been help him win.
0: That's it. I mean, mean, it it writes itself. It writes itself.
1: Uh,
0: We've said this for weeks. Yeah, the the acclaimed is the best idea because we got to send the crowd home happy with the champion who lost clean tonight has his belt stolen, yeah, we'll scissor. I mean, I don't know if Kentucky wants logical fucking pro wrestling booked a good way or do you want to get sent home happy? (laughs) One or the other, man. Seriously. Oh wow, man. Yeah, I I don't know. Don't you think that makes MJF look weak?
1: No, he looked very fucking weak today. The whole I, episode I, I, I hate say,
0: I hate saying that. Yeah, I hate very, saying it. He
1: looked very weak tonight. This whole episode he's scrambling to try to find a friend. Um, He's trying to find a partner. I mean, which is not the worst. I mean, it's fine, but clearly he couldn't find anybody he wanted to team with. He had to settle for the acclaim. And then he ate the L and then he's scissoring at the end of it. Uh, The, the, this title that he no longer has physical possession of is supposed to be the most important thing in his life. And he's seriously going about it all nonchalant. Like it it, it seems, you know, I I don't understand it. it. It, I don't, I, don't, I don't know, man.
0: Stories like this don't even make sense on television because you got Tony Khan sitting in the fucking gorilla position right behind that goddamn curtain. He's the CEO of the company. He has to come out and say, hey, you got property that doesn't belong to you. You stole this. It doesn't belong to you. Can you give it back to the fucking guy that is holding my championship title? That's Tony's title. The fuck are we doing? None of these storylines ever make sense when they get carried out on television. All we need to do is have an authority figure come out and say, hey, man, uh, can you give that back, please? Just letting Jay White carry around a fucking title that's not his. I mean, if you're tuning into the show for the first time, you'd think that Jay White's the fucking champion.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's walking right by TK for every match in Gorilla, right there. Hey, by the way, Jay, give me the fucking title back. It belongs to to Max. You know, and I even came up with a theory to have this make sense. To, I understand what the story that they want to go with. They want to go with Jay White holding the title. But I don't understand why management did not say, give us this title back. We're giving it back to Max. But then Max says, whoa, 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 whoa. That asshole stole that belt from me. That asshole will give it back to me. I don't need you or anybody fucking else to go get my title for me. I'll fucking get my title. At least that would cover the logic gap of this guy walking around carrying the most important title in this industry, according to them, and no one is making any kind of effort to give it back to their champion. It would make a little sense, and it gets a little bit of that fighter pride back into MJF, like, no, 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 I don't need you, I don't need you, I don't need anybody else to give my fucking title back for me, he stole it from me, he will give it back to me or I'll take it from his fucking corpse when I lay him out.
0: Simple. Uh, I mean, why, why, why can Jesse come up with something that actually sounds fucking logical and that would, that would actually create better television? Meanwhile, we saw nothing even come close to that. No. Logic. Right. Does nobody in this company have any fucking brains? Well, h- How are two yeah. fucking, you know, marks in the community booking this show better than the fucking people that are working there? I don't get it. And you may think, ah, J.D.'s wrong. He don't know what he's talking about. No, I do know what the fuck I'm talking about. I've been doing this for a very long time. Jesse and I watch a lot of pro wrestling, man. Come on. Absolutely ridiculous.
1: <laughs> some, some, some of this, I mean, it's some, sometimes it feels like overly convoluted and overly booked and overly thought out as far as the creative process goes, when it shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. Keep it simple. Give us great wrestling And the talent in that ring will sell us with their promos and in their in-ring work. Easy. Easy, man. You're thinking too hard when you got to come up with somehow to get Big Show into an eight-man tag. I don't care if it's a 20-man tag. You are not going to be able to hide Paul White's inabilities at this stage of his career, man. I've seen the guy walk across the room I don't know how he did it. He looked like he was hurting so fucking much, man. Let the guy
0: chill and help us with his knowledge. Not being in the ring, though. Uh, Listen, you know, that's... Again, these things are just staring you right in the face. I mean, if we don't call them out, I feel like I'm not doing my job as a content creator in this space that I've created. I mean, somebody's got to say it. Who who else is going to say it? I, I, I just don't believe that the acclaimed were the best options for MJF, when you had everybody sitting there, Omega didn't need to be in that match, Jericho didn't need to wrestle tonight, I mean, isn't he on tour with Fozzie, I mean, listen, I love Chris, but, I mean, he doesn't need to be there, he should still be selling the fucking attack from Will Hobbs, number one, Kenny doesn't need to wrestle, 2.0, he had everybody just sitting there, Wardlow came up to MJF, and MJF fucking withered into fucking dust, after Wardlaw put his hands on him, the old M.J.F. would have been like, fuck you, motherfucker. You know, nothing like make a deal with these people. Get them on your side or at least for now, then give them what they want later down the line. None of this made sense. None of it. And, and, and as a fan of both Max and, and what he's done with the World Championship, I actually I am actually fucking I feel disrespected as a fan that you treated him the way that you did tonight. Honestly. No sense. No, they, they, I don't I don't know why they I, I do not know
1: why they felt the need to pin Max tonight.
0: Like I get I get that part. I hate it because I never agree with it, no matter where it happens. I get it. They want to create sympathy. They want to create that moment of full gear when he beats Jay White and gets his triple B back. I get it. I, I get why they had him uh, you know, fighting from behind tonight, but <laughs> I I I I get that it's hard to create
1: um, vulnerability for someone like Max. I can get that creatively. I get that it's hard to book him strong as a babyface and not have him just like just overdone, a la you know John Cena in the Super Cena era. You know what I'm saying? So you want you want to create some kind of adversity for the world champion, but you don't want him to lose the title. I get that part. And I'm sure there's a way we can go about that. I mean, if I said and thought about it long enough, but I just know that this this is not the right way to, to go about it. This was not a good idea.
0: No. No, this was... Uh, they, they thought way too hard about this. And all you needed to do... I mean, we came up with this weeks ago, and it just rolled off our tongues here tonight. I don't know why this seems so convoluted, like you said. I mean, this was very, very just... Uh, Try hard. Like, you didn't need to try hard at all. Everything is just staring you right in the face. The simple road is best here. And, and they dropped the ball, at least for tonight. This was the weakest MJF has looked after he just beat Kenny Omega on fucking Saturday night in an f- unbelievable match. Right. And then you have him come out here. How many fucking V-triggers did he take on Saturday? And Get then he loses to ones. one fucking, uh, <laughs> one Blade Runner? One. One! Uh, one. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh... This guy went through a table. This guy fucking took six V triggers. Yushi, What whatever the fuck else Kenny Omega did. One, one Blade Runner. And that was it. Does nobody think about that? Yeah, we'll beat Max with one Blade Runner.
1: But now we're going to get matches. We're going to get a match where people are going to kick out of the
0: Blade Runner three and four times in a match. Yeah, Max will kick out of the Blade Runner fucking two times at least uh, at the pay per view. <laughs> fuck out of here. Ridiculous. That's another thing that we had as a problem. The next thing on my list of problems with tonight's show, and again, I'm going to follow the same pattern, I'm going to start off with the positive. The ladies. Everybody thought the ladies were getting their own pay-per-view tonight. Everybody thought the ladies were going to get their own show tonight. I'm glad neither one of those things happened because AEW can't even book the ladies right on their actual primetime show. Never mind giving them their own show or their own pay-per-view. The stories don't add up to them getting... Their, their own pay-per-view. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. You want a revolution too? It ain't happening. Because the first one was terrible. Now, again, positive. We got a sub-story within the women's division that played out on Dynamite tonight. Wow! Julia Hart shows up. And Julia Hart's not a champion. Willow Nightingale's not a champion. I'll get to her in a minute. And Sky Blue's not a champion. Jesse, we got a sub-story that doesn't involve a championship and it's semi-intriguing here because we all thought Sky Blue was going to turn to the dark side and she spit mist in Julia Hart's face. Kind of, I would say, I don't want to say she found the cure or the antidote for the black mist, but she is staying with Willow here. I like it.
1: Yeah, so that's a way to look at it. I mean, so... I mean, is it what, great?
0: No. Here's
1: what I saw in that. And again, man, I mean, I'm... I'm just, I'm just looking at this situation. If Sky Blue was hinting all these weeks that she was about to turn to the dark side and join Julia Hart, but then she decided to spray blue mist in her face and, and give her a ruse and not join her, okay. So what was the benefit of going around pretending that she was going to turn? Did she like wait until she was in a match with Julia Hart that had some stakes to it and then she made Julia believe that she was, you know, with her. And then at the last second, she changed that, And doing that, get her a victory in a match or a title shot or something like that. Maybe we put Julia Hart and Sky Blue and, and, you know, two other women in a fatal four-way. And we lead Julia to believe that Sky Blue's in her corner. But at the last second, Sky Blue misses her in the face and steals the title opportunity. Okay, that would make a lot of sense but Sky Blue went through all of that just to turn on Julia Hart in an after-match segment on Dynamite. Now what?
0: There was no explanation, no promo, no I reasoning. What? What I mean, reason? it, I mean. Is, is Sky Blue the one with the power now to turn Julia Hart back to the light and remove her from the dark? I, I, I don't know. Why are, we, why are we left? Coming up with fucking reasonings as to why... These women are doing what they're doing meanwhile weeks of television like Jesse said where Sky blue was transforming clearly she got black eyeliner she's got tears under her eyes and she's fucking dark now all of a sudden now she's not uh, turning did she stop the the poison running through her veins I mean I don't, I don't really understand it yeah like well, uh, and essentially you gave us all of that with no real payoff.
1: I mean, a real payoff, giving us a a motive as to why Sky Blue would do this. Why would you do it? For what reason? Just to pull a prank on her? Now what? I mean, you gain nothing from all of this for the last couple of weeks. There should have been some kind of benefit for, it. you know, Willow Nightingale, triple threat match, Willow and and Sky Blue and Julia Hart, triple threat match, winner gets a title shot. Got Julia Hart believing she's got a two-on-one situation, dude. Got it. You know, let Julia Hart get ready to get the win, then boom, Sky Blue, boom, blue miss, steals the win. She gets a title shot. Julia Hart is fucking pissed. Great. Nothing. Nothing.
0: Instead, we get some last of us type bullshit with uh fucking Sky Blue playing the role of Ellie and she's yeah. immune, immune, immune to the fucking uh <laughs> the the Armageddon here. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> I don't I don't get it. It makes no sense. Now, I tried to be positive, and Jesse wanted to put a logical spin on it. Fine. I, that, That's, why that I got it. Not- That's why I got him here. Fine. I tried Wait. to be positive. Well, look, a women's sub story, <laughs> man. That doesn't involve so, a fucking open challenge. Great. So look,
1: so look, so check it out. So you said again, you're like, I'll stick with that same thing. I'll pick out something positive. And I was like, cool. All right. That sounds good.
0: And then you said the women, and I was like, "I tried, oh, I no, tried." Not not can that. we can we get it? Can we get into the negative? Because no, can, can no, we no, please no. get into the negative? Because I, <laughs> I, I, I I can't wait to talk about this one, man. I'd love for someone in AEW, maybe the women's locker room, who I know is watching, can maybe fill me in on what's going on here. So I can't wait for all the geeks on social. Oh, Shady hates women. Women wrestling. Fine. Here's is a, a nice little hybrid. How are you? Um, Willow Nightingale, she was a part of a Fatal 4-Way on Saturday, or Friday, I should say, on Friday's collision with who? I don't know. I don't fucking watch Rampage, and neither does anybody else. But I know she was in that match with Abaddon, who won the match. So Willow was in a number one contenders match with three other women. She lost. Abaddon won because it's Halloween. Abaddon won't be on TV till next Halloween, 2024. That's the way that works. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, we'll call you next Halloween. Willow was in that match. She lost. Abaddon won. Abaddon got the match against Sheeta on Saturday night, which I thought was terrible. And then we come to Wednesday, and we find out, Jesse, that Willow is wrestling Sheeta for the AEW Women's Championship. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, do losers prosper in WWE? That's the way that they operate. I guess it's the same thing here in AEW where losers Prosper. We got rid of a ranking system that gave us a reason to care about these matches. You lost, you move down the rankings. You win a couple of matches, you move up. You justify a championship match. Now we got Willow losing matches on Friday. Don't get the title match on Saturday, but gets a title match on Wednesday anyway. Can anybody fill me in as to why the fuck Willow Nightingale got a championship match tonight? Or maybe I missed something. Do we have a YouTube show that I'm not aware of? Maybe it happened on Ring of Honor. I don't know, man. Maybe she did double duty on Friday with Ring of Honor. The fuck are we doing now? I know you didn't watch Collision outside the one match. I know you didn't watch Friday's Rampage at all. I wa- but
1: I, wa- I watched about I watched about the first forty five minutes to an hour of of Rampage and and I'm sorry of of Collision and I I got to the point where I just turned it off now. But I will say this. I did hear that after I turned it off, the show gets significantly better after the second Well, I mean, hour. you got
0: Dax and Ricky Starks and then the main event. I mean, f- uh, sure. Yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> I, I, I did hear that the show gets significantly better in the second hour. But After that first hour with that Abaddon match, that was about I went back to my Halloween party,
0: man. Oh, was, and yeah. Willow, Willow lost to Chris Statlander at Battle of the Belts, too. Wow, man. Losers. Getting number one contenderships, man. I'd love for Tony Khan to maybe tell me what the uh, the reasoning is there, man. Or maybe it was his new uh, creative director that he hired. The fuck is going on? Or am I wrong again, man? I don't know. Maybe I should be asking these difficult questions.
1: We're, we're just, hey, man, we're just here to give our opinions about what they presented us on television. And, it, and might yet- sound, it might sound harsh. I am sorry to anyone watching who just thinks we're just bashing, but if this is your first time here... This is not normally how the show goes. If this is not your first time here, you know we are speaking truth. We love this show. We just don't understand I can
0: I can't, I can't wait on. for I can't wait for the people on social media to say that we're both on uh, Tony Khan's payroll. I love it.
1: Yeah. I mean, um
0: it just- uh, this is why th- this, this this is one of the things I'm most frustrated about because it legitimately makes Zero sense. And while you're probably telling me or watching me and screaming at the screen, oh, just watch the show and enjoy the show. No, because I can't enjoy the match because the match means nothing to me. I was in my fucking phone for half of the match. What does it matter? Willow's a loser. She's not competitive. What she's she's done on television is she's a loser. So why would I care about a loser getting a championship match knowing she's not going to win the title? She's just there in the typical lady spot from 915 to 925 every fucking Wednesday. It's the same spot. And she just fills a void in the show because Tony Khan needs his solo, his lone token women's match. Meanwhile, you got people wanting tag team titles, women's tag team titles, women's shows, women's pay-per-views. I mean, they can't even book their women's division correctly here weekly. You want them to come up with eight or nine other stories, sixteen other stories for a fucking six-hour pay-per-view? <laughs> Fuck out of here, man! You guys are crazy, man. Hey, look, let's
1: let's do this. Let, let let's go to the beginning and start the show off with the beginning. Surely we got the beginning, the start to this dynamite with something unique and and interesting and. Worthy. Where do we get to start the show off?
0: Well, before I do that, and we'll get into the show. <laughs> okay, we got 2,100 people in here. Seemingly looks like YouTube is pushing the stream out because I haven't seen 2,100 since fucking two weeks ago. Don't know what's going on, but I appreciate you guys joining me. Maybe it's the negativity that's driving people to the stream, man. I got uh, Tony Khan's announcement was garbage in the title. Maybe people are going to be like, oh, I will, I will what JD has to say
1: you know I mean, there are the people here to hear what I have to say but I, I
0: don't know it's, Well, you too I, I don't know you too they're here for you too man just just to make you feel better there you go they love you on the show man what's the fucking
1: negativity man come on I, I'm sure I'm going to get it man God forbid you run into your
0: favorite restaurant at an airport in in London you know it's, yeah you got it's, uh, you got buried uh, like a fucking Mike Tyson right hand, man you never seen God. it coming Jeez, fuck fuck out of here. Listen, I want to thank you guys. We have 2,200 in here. I appreciate you guys very much. Get those super chats in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Starting the month off right for November, man. We're going into the holiday season before you know it. So make sure you guys get those super chats in. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000 likes. We should have no matter what less than 1,000. No way should we have less than 1,000. So make sure you guys get those likes in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Go check out everything else you might have missed on the channel. And follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Follow Jesse on social media, at ShytownSmart on Twitter. And go and subscribe to his YouTube channel. Uh, I linked him down right at the very top of the description uh, of this video. So go click his name, and it'll take you right to his channel. We started Dynamite off with Orange Cassidy and Claudio Castagnoli for the, uh, I know, your favorite way to open a Dynamite. Right back to going uh, to the international title and Orange Cassidy for the international championship, and I mean this went as expected. Orange Cassidy, no matter what you think of him, no matter what you think of his gimmick, I've said this time and time again: fantastic pro wrestler. He deserves his flowers. I'm tired of hearing the hate. Stop it. It's old. It's old news. You're you're an idiot. You look like a fool. He's a great pro wrestler. Claudio. I mean, <laughs> I mean.
1: I- I'll give this match this, okay? I'm tired of this damn title opening the show for, you know, a long match. But I will give this match this. The match was great, as it always is with Orange fucking Cassidy. I'm not even going to get into fucking Claudio. I'm not even going to talk about how greedy he is. And, And it had story as well. Yeah. It had story, and the match was great. In this instance, I legitimately have no real complaint about what we saw here tonight. We got 25 minutes of Orange Cassidy and Claudio Castagnoli. Fantastic. Love it. Thank you. I'm just just thinking back and reaching back to memories of this title opening the show every damn week, man. It gets so fucking annoying, but it does not apply here. The match was great. Claudio was awesome. We all know this. Orange can go. If you don't know that, you should know by now. It's just so repetitive. It's just so repetitive. That's
0: all. Yeah, there is story. Like Jesse said, there is story here, uh, and the story is: if you guys have not watched last week's main event, was Brian Danielson and Claudio teaming up against Kazuchika Okada and Orange Cassidy? Okay. Now Brian went into that match not knowing. I-, I don't know how you don't know that you're not feeling well or something is off. I guess Brian is just built different than every other human being ever. He went into this match not feeling well, and he had actually broken his orbital bone or had something wrong with his face coming out of the match with Andrade a week before that, which I thought was a fantastic match on Collision. He goes into this match. Something happens. I don't know where it came from. I don't know who was responsible for it, but obviously he got injured again, and he broke his orbital bone. Tony Schiavone was on uh, the control center or the command center on, on YouTube. Previewing the show, and he said that Brian Danielson's going to be out at least till the end of 2023. Fine, sorry it's it's a, it's, feel, a blow, it's a big blow. No matter how you look at it,
1: so you, i I feel a little vindicated here because I swear, with the ending of that show last week, it did not feel like that. That was a real injury.
0: No, it definitely so, came off as a work, a work for sure.
1: Yeah, so and it looks like it was. So that injury happened prior to this match. Yes, and they were just writing it into the story. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Now it feels better. I'm looking at this shit. It does not feel like a legit injury. Then they're working right off of it right away. No, they already planned
0: to work this injury because he was injured prior to the match.
1: Now it makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. Okay.
0: So, out of that match with the weird ending, which we didn't know then, but now we know now, Claudio was like, fuck this guy. I'm going to get Okada when he least expects it. Orange Cassidy, I want you next week for the International Championship because you fucking hurt my friend Brian Danielson. Fine. There's the story there. And they're all working together because John Moxley eventually wants the, the, the international championship back because he never really, you know, fairly lost it. Fine. Right. So we got this match. Great match. Great open to the show. These guys don't have bad matches. And there was story coming out of last week's show into this. And then they even integrated story from this match from the supporting characters in Hook and then Wheelie Yuta, who got banned from ringside. They got kicked out. And they had a little scuffle. And Hook got thrown out of the building. Wheelie Yuta got kicked out of the building. So now we got a little sub-story there with Wheelie Yuta and Hook, which should be a fun match eventually if it does happen. At the end of this thing, you know, Orange Cassidy did retain the championship. Very, very good match. Some of the highlights in this match, there was a tremendous counter from the Tilt the World DDT that Orange Cassidy usually does and... Claudio transitioned into a giant fucking swing out of the Tornado DDT. That was fucking unbelievable. I'm like, holy shit. I never seen that type of counter from Claudio into the swing before. So that was great. So Cassidy did manage to hit a diving DDT to the floor. Uh, He was selling his back. Go back into the ring. Cassidy hit a Stun Dog Millionaire. Cassidy fought back with a giant swing and a sharpshooter. Cassidy shifted his weight to escape. Cassidy transitioned into a crossface. Then into a Rings of Saturn. Cassidy rolled into a pin attempt for a two count, and then Claudio just uppercutted the shit out of him and then transitioned into the anvil elbows. Claudio wanted a neutralizer. Cassidy just crumbled down to the mat, and he was playing possum. He tried for another stun dog. This time, Claudio counted into a sleeper, and he choked him out so hard, he lifted him off the ground and then gave him a choker giant swing or sleeper giant swing, which looked ridiculous. Cassidy started to fade. He put his hands in his pockets, and he almost got the pin out of the corner uh, with his hands in his pockets. Orange punch, beach break. Claudio rolled out of the ring after being hit with those two moves. So we transition into the ending here. Cassidy missed an orange punch. Claudio missed a rainmaker, and this allowed Cassidy to hit a huge tornado DDT. Claudio... Nearly hit a pop up uppercut, but Orange Cassidy stood on the che- on his chest and turned it into a hurricanrana pin with his hands in his pockets for a flash pin, which was fucking unbelievable. And that was the way that the match came to a close. But the real story was John Moxley. His music hits. He joins Claudio in the ring. Cassidy was still in there. Tried to brawl with Moxley. He just got beat down. Security guards hit the ring, and uh, Moxley and Claudio were just going to town there on Orange Cassidy. Finally, Claudio. Had to pull Moxley off Orange Cassidy and Moxley was angry and he's obviously now charging towards the international championship and getting that title back. So I like what we saw here, Jesse, with the Moxley beatdown. You know, uh, Tony Khan is going to go right back to Moxley being the champion because the plans never really called for Ray Phoenix to be the champion. So he's obviously going to put the title back on John Moxley because he was never supposed to lose it.
1: Oh, I agree. We never get to see what the plan was for Moxley in that title. Instead, it goes right back to orange, and we're opening the show with it, and it's it's rinse and repeat. You know that that's what I was alluding to earlier. I think, but I would love to see what the plans were with Mox and see how the Blackpool Combat Club um ends up being portrayed and everything else. It sucks that Brian is going to be out. I will give TK this much: he has been dealing with the injury bug, man, and and I know everyone deals with injuries, but it is hitting the top of his card really hard, you know.
0: Yeah, it's always it's always a big name too. Adam Cole. Yeah. Then we get Brian. Brian's or Brian was hurt first, and then Adam Cole gets injured. Brian gets back. Brian gets re-injured. Now Moxley was out, and Moxley's back. Brian's out. It's like he can't yeah. catch a break. So uh, I I understand that it's never easy to work around injuries and uh, plans get fucked up, but. You know I don't really mind this because the first match with Orange Cassidy was great between him and Moxley. Uh, it was a tremendous main event. I, I don't mind seeing that again. I mean it's just gonna it's just gonna strengthen Full Gear. I mean we got Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. We got Swerve and Adam Page already announced part two of their feud. And then we got MJF and Jay White. I mean that's three tremendous matches happening at Full Gear. So Full Gear is gonna be a banger, and I have no problem with the, this match taking place again. It's just. You know, things uh, kind of worked out in a weird way for Tony Connery. He's now trying to get things back on track.
1: Yeah, I, 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 think, I think Hangman I think Hangman and Swerve um, is the most interesting thing on Dynamite right now. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. E- even above the MJF stuff, because that just seems a little directionless right now at this point. I mean, and I know, I know why. It is because of the Adam Cole injury. But nonetheless, now it seems a little, you know, lost and not more important than what's going on with Swerve and, and Hangman, and there's no title involved in it. That. So that, 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 that's a, that, a, a, a shout-out to them and what those men are doing with that storyline right now.
0: Absolutely. We'll see what happens. Uh, I do want to talk about MJF because he did actually start the show. It wasn't Orange Cassidy and Claudio immediately. MJF was actually interviewed by Renee, and this is going to lead into the next segment that uh, did – show MJF and his storyline throughout the show. Uh, MJF had a list of the AW roster and wants to find three people who aren't assholes. MJF uh, threw it to a TV where he video called Adam Cole at home. So Adam Cole congratulated MJF on being the longest reigning AW champion. And he said that he should entertain Samoa Joe's offer. He told this to MJF. MJF left to find partners while Roddy and the kingdom walked on in and he said to Adam Cole, who was still on the video call, don't you think it's rude that Max walked off in mid-conversation? I'd never do that to you. (laughs) Strong asked if Cole agreed that MJF was the devil, but Cole hung up the video call before he could really answer Roddy's question. So we got a quick uh, cut to the actual devil or whoever is behind the mask. We got the masked figure, and that's the way the show started. Now, we did get MJF after this Orange Cassidy and Claudio match. He was backstage. He knocked on Kenny Omega's dressing room door. Chris Jericho answered. He smiled at MJF because MJF asked if Kenny was there, and Jericho slammed the door in MJF's face. So all of a sudden, MJF's walking down the hallway. Wardlow appears out of nowhere and drives MJF back first into a brick wall and chokes him out. And says that MJF took everything from him, so he's going to take everything from MJF when he least expects it. Wardlow leaves, and MJF slams his clipboard down in frustration. I mean, you got an ample opportunity to take everything away from him right there. Why didn't you do it there?
1: Thank you, I said that. Okay, I said that. Uh, (laughs) He least expected.
0: He didn't expect him to come up from behind him there. What's the problem? There you go.
1: any any time you come at me after this point, it will not be less expected than right now. I didn't expect you to come here right now, and now you told me you're gonna come after me later, even if you catch me off guard. I had some kind of inkling like you were coming because you just fucking told me.
0: I don't know. Uh, well, maybe uh, may, maybe I should just watch the show and not really dissect everything the way that I do. Yeah, f- fuck off. Give me a break. Thing. I mean, Wardlow has not had any interaction with MJF since he's gone away wherever the fuck he was, sabbatical or creative didn't have anything for him. Maybe he enjoyed caterings desserts a little too much. I don't don't know. Growing his hair back. Growing his hair back, (laughs) running the fucking steps up in Philly. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Comes out of nowhere, and he says, I'm going to take everything from you when you least expect it. MJF didn't expect it then. Could have took everything uh-huh. away for you. Could have ended him right there. But yeah, then you Ward- won't win the title back because he's not really, uh, you know, he, he's got to give you a championship match first.
1: Has anybody thought about this? Is Wardlow the devil?
0: Nah. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I honestly think whoever is the devil or whoever is going to be the devil, I think they need to start depicting the devil on TV and not have sure. it be fucking, uh, you know, this person or that person under the mask. It's got to be who it's got to be.
1: Yeah. and 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 I will say this, too at least they are keeping that story fresh because they gave it to us and then went away from it and expect us to kind of forget about it. And they're touching on it. Now they're keeping it fresh. They're putting it on TV more. They're making sure that we are, we are following along, which is what we need. If you're going to give us a cliffhanger like that and you got to start feeding us a little bit, man, you can't dangle the meat in front of the bear forever and never give them a taste. Now they're just going to get angry. You got to give them something. So we need a little bit of something each week. If you're not ready for the reveal, you can't just leave us hanging out there. So I'm glad that they're mentioning it on commentary. They're trying to add a couple of more layers to it here and there. That's great. Also with the reveal of whoever this devil is, you really can't mess this up. You're not promising anything huge. The only thing that you can do to mess this up would be have MJF be the devil. That's it. He, it can't be MJF,
0: man. No, it can't be MJF.
1: It can't be MJF. So as long as it's, you know, someone other than MJF and you got a good story behind it, this is going to work out well. So don't worry about it. Just don't be Max.
0: Shout out to Issa.
1: Issa. 26
0: months. Hey, in the chat. Hey, hey, Issa, how you doing?
1: What? How up? you doing, Issa? Hey, I got, a, I got a free sub to Issa's channel. I'm a demonite again, bro.
0: Man, you're a demonite.
1: Gifted sub, bro. There you go. Shout out to the demonite crew on Issa's channel, man.
0: Who is the devil? Some people are saying it's Dolph Ziggler. Some people are saying it's Jack Perry. Some people are saying it's CM Punk himself.
1: As long as it's not MJF. It can, it, it, the obvious thing, it cannot be MJF. Anything no. else? Fine. I'm not saying anyone else will make sense. As long as you got somebody and a story behind it, it'll work. It got to have a story behind it. Kyle, O'Re- Kyle
0: O'Reilly, anybody but MJ. If it's MJF, yeah. I swear to God, people are going to just stop watching AEW. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's it. just, It's
1: bad, man. It has to be That so would bad. be awful.
0: <laughs> um, we got John Moxley backstage. He talked about how Ray Phoenix injured himself. He injured Moxley. Orange Cassidy is there to pick up the pieces because he got hurt. Moxley showed... Cassidy respect when no one else would, but like everybody else, Cassidy wrote Moxley off. Now, Moxley says he showed Orange Cassidy respect not because he really shook his hand or, or did anything of that nature. He, he let him live after he, he beat him for the title. So that was that. Um, he said this is about something else and Cassidy is just in the wrong place at the wrong time, but at Full Gear, he's going to win his title back and beat Cassidy within an inch of his life and this time he's not going to let him walk out. At all. Uh, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great match. Moxley's great. He's great at building intensity. And uh, if their first match was a banger, I'm expecting the second one to be just as big of a banger for full gear. Mogul Embassy Brian Cage, Toa Leona, and Bishop Khan. They were in a ring of honor six man tag team title match. Against the champions, Adam Hangman Page and Matt Nick Jackson of the Young Bucks. Before I get into the match, I, I have one very important question. Doesn't AEW have their own set of trios championships? Why are we making it about the Ring of Honor tag team titles or the trios, six-man t- tag team titles, whatever the fuck you want to call them? Why are they being defended on Dynamite? What I want to know: When you got your own set of trios championships, just sitting around the waist of the and all you're doing is celebrating 69 days and making sexual jokes about the uh, about the reign that they have for the trios championships. Am I the only one that actually gives a shit about this? I mean, don't you find I, that to be a problem?
1: That I and mean, I thought. We had a general consensus that we were going to keep the ROH yeah. stuff on ROH.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought, I thought, I thought we had an agreement and understanding. We knew TK know that we knew, we know that he knows keep that shit on ROH and keep the AEW shit on the AEW, but it's not, it's not going down that way. I, the Bucks could have lost those titles on ROH and just showed up on Dynamite without those damn titles. And been like, what happened to those damn titles? Well, you got to go back and watch ROH if you want to know.
0: Something. I don't know why, we're, I, why Ring of Honor needs to stay on the app. Okay? I don't give a fuck about Ring of Honor. Neither does anybody else. I don't give a shit. and you, you guys don't give a shit. We got titles. We got titles and titles. The more titles I see, the less fucking valuable they are. They're nothing but fucking props. It's not really a good look. Okay? doesn't really make the trios championships that you got around the acclaim look any better. That's a yeah. fact. Secondly, why do the Ring of Honor tag team champions or the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions, why can they be on Dynamite? But we got Athena being fucking suppressed on fucking Ring of Honor's app. Meanwhile, she's probably the best women champion, women's champion in all of North America. What the fuck are we doing? You don't, think, Ath- already- you don't, you don't think Athena deserves to be
1: on television? Because we already have two women's champions on TV that they're doing
0: nothing. I don't give a shit. Drop the title to somebody and get her on the fucking show. Mogul Embassy no. should be on Dynamite being that Swerve is taken off. They don't deserve to be on fucking Ring of Honor. He's got no. a group. They need to back him. The fucker... Are- and- Why does the group need to be split between ROH and Dynamite? Is Mogul no. Embassy I mean, just Swerve and Nana? I mean, I'm... They need to be no. It's, it's all of them. They need to be on
1: TV, and if they're gonna be backing up Swerve, and they're gonna be in the tag division, they need to be major players in said tag division.
0: Well, that's simple. I mean, that's the way it's gotta be.
1: They can they can get rid of this ROH shit. And they can just and at least at least in the trios division, they can bully the trios titles away from the acclaim, who do not have come, do not come off as credible fucking champions right now anyway. So. At least if you're keeping the Mogul, you know, embassy strong, it helps Swerve stay strong at the same time because it doesn't look like he's going to be getting a title anytime soon either.
0: Who, who, who were who were the Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions before this? It was the Mogul embassy, correct? Uh, before the Bucs? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. They, they, I, I'm assuming it was the Mogul embassy. I really can't think of anybody. Dark Order? Who, who was the six-man tag team champions? I don't think had it Had to be Mogul. Why, why did we drop the championships off them in the first place?
1: oh, don't get me started on, on, on the hot potatoing of titles in this country. What
0: did the Bucs do with the Ring of Honor Six-Man Tag Team Championships that was so great that you needed to put the championships on them? Was it nothing more than an ego boost?
1: Why did FTR take the fucking titles from the Acclaim? Same thing. You know, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. No, the, the, um, the ass boys took the titles from the Acclaim and then just gave them the FTR, who pretty much didn't do anything with them. And and where, where are they right now? Where are the fucking titles right now?
0: Starks uh, and Big Bill.
1: Oh, that's right. Awesome.
0: You know, I'm going to ask the question again. What did the Mogul Embassy do to get a championship match against the Young Bucks or the Hung Bucks? Again, with Adam Page. What did they do? Did they win matches on Dark? I'm sorry, Ring of Honor? Did they win matches on the app? Oh, no, that's right. Nana went on social media today and... and Said that they had a contract for a rematch. I'm sorry. Is Bruce Pritchard booking the show? Because that's a Vince McMahon special. Someone loses and they gets a championship match the next week. There you go. You earned it. I thought we were the alternative here. It reminded me of fucking Vince McMahon week by week over here. This match meant nothing. This match all it did was play into the fact that Swerve and Page are getting a match at the pay per view, and that's all we really give a shit about. Now the post-match, there was a meltdown by Matt Jackson which was interesting. after the match was over, by the way, we'll get to how they lost. so Matt, he was flattened by a spine buster by Con and Leo, uh, Leona. Nick was dropped with an assisted triple power bomb a face buster and Con pinned Nick to regain the championships after the match was over, Paige and Swerve Swerve came out during the match and he kind of taunted Paige, whose house? Oh, I was in your house last week. So after the match was over, Paige and Strickland, they were brawling and they had to be separated by a ton of security. The Bucks were left alone in the ring. Matt snapped. He tore apart the ringside table. He was slamming a steel chair against the ring post. And he threw a hissy fit because they lost the titles. Now, I don't know what this means. Are they going heel? Does anybody care about the Young Bucks? I, I I'm I'm listen. I have no problem with Matt and Nick Jackson as on air performers. I don't, but they're being booked like shit. They don't that really cool. mean any, they don't really mean anything at all. Like Jesse said, they are ice fucking cold, ice cold. Yeah, and I mean a heel turn is not going to really fix that. And, and they're yeah. owed a, They're owed a t- AEW Tag Team Championship match that. Seemingly, the company has forgotten that they won in a fatal four way at Wrestle Dream, but I've now mentioned three different times on this stream alone, and nobody has brought attention to it. Is that by design, or are we just dropping that forever? And we're not supposed to think that that match happened. Who cares? Basically,
1: I mean, yeah, and 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 I think the heel turn. I mean, it, heel turns is not always the 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 gotta jail free fix all, but. it it at least tells me they're doing something with the Bucks because what they were doing before this was just nothing. And then we got the interaction backstage after the, you know, the announcement, the big grand announcement of, you know, big show. And they showed some, you know, they showed some character on that. They showed some unappreciation with that. So they're doing something with the Bucks. Great. That's fantastic stuff. But yeah, at the same time, man, I mean, it, what happened to the tag title match? I don't know. I even forgot about it myself, to be honest with you.
0: I don't know. The Young Bucks, man, it's 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 sad. Uh, it really, it really, I don't really know what to say. A lot of people are like, you know, you're pro-punk, you're pro-Bucks, whatever the case may be. You know, the show, the show, the show is just all over the place. It, it is. And, and, and the Young Bucks haven't really added to anything at all. They They haven't. No. They, they have not had any impact on the show. They haven't had any impact on nearly any type of impact as the men that they drove out of the fucking company. You know, so they got what they wanted, and now they're in. They're in mediocre television. don't know what else to say. Uh, did you get the text I sent you?
1: I did not. Let me check my phone. There is a there is a new AEW
0: signing. Oh boy! Look at that. Ah. Drellistico has officially signed his AEW contract. Wow! (laughs) Oh, my God, let's party! Holy shit! Let me go down to my mother's basement and make an old-fashioned, man. We'll toast to making his fucking AEW appearance. Who gives a fuck? Oh, oh, my God. What is with this guy and his fucking uh, rental lucha?
1: <laughs> I thought we had the other guy. Who the Vikingo
0: guy. Who do we got? I mean, I can't even fucking tell them apart anymore. <laughs> what the fuck? Drillistico, Vikingo, Commander. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, are we
0: baby. creating a cruiserweight division? Are we having a lucha <laughs> division?
1: We are not short on talent. Drillistico is a fantastic in ring worker. Much like the rest of the Luchadors they have in the AEW, he's not gonna fix the problems we're having on TV though. That's all we're laughing at, guys. It's he's not gonna be anywhere near the cure of what we're looking for on TV right now.
0: You got Ray Phoenix, you got Pentagon, you got fucking uh, what's his name? Forgot his fucking name. He's not on even on. He's not even on TV. I don't know where the fuck he is. Uh, Bandito. Bandito and. Bandito may be co- the most fucking talented out of all of
1: them. Yes, it was Kalisto? Oh, no, we have Kalisto. We have Kalisto with Impact.
0: <laughs> Mystico. Stiko, <Drilistico. laughs> My asshole, <laughs> like fuck. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what are we doing? Oh my god! <sighs> this is what <laughs> this is. This is this is at the top of the Tony Khan list, man. Where Jesse go? What happened? The is. comments of JD are of JD and JD alone and not
1: the comments of Jesse Shoutown, Smart, or anyone in this
0: organization. Roosh! Roosh is great. Roosh is great. Roosh is not under a mask. Yeah. <laughs> Who else we got with Gravity? Fuego's not even there anymore. No. None have- of them are needle movers. None of them. You know what no. they're you know, you know what they're gonna be doing? They're gonna be subjected to fucking uh rampage and uh Ring of Dark on Friday nights or Thursday nights whenever the fuck that shit airs. I don't even know when it airs. God damn it. What are we we doing? I I just
1: want good wrestling, man. That's it. That's all I want.
0: Who said what? Uh, That's a good idea. Power uh, Power Lucha Rangers. (laughs) That's what we're doing, man. It's like the fucking Transformers over here. God, that's so, so, so bad. So Whatever, man. Whatever. What the fuck do I know?
1: What are we doing? What, 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 happened to this, what happened
0: to this company, man? I'm sure if Triple H signed Drillistico, you'd all be fucking creaming your fucking pants by now. Oh, man, look at that. We got another mega talent joining WWE, Tony Khan in the mud.
1: They did sign Drillistico. They just named him something else. They called him Dragon Lee over there.
0: Who'd they sign? I forgot who the fuck they signed. Who is this guy? Drillistico. There you
1: go. <laughs> I don't see any damn difference in Dragon Lee, Drillistico, or anybody else over over here right now. They're all interchangeable. They all feel the
0: same. They all feel the same. They because all feel the be- same. Vikingo, how many times has he used Vikingo? And Vikingo don't even feel special anymore. I, like when, when people say, yeah. like, oh, Vikingo. I'm like, okay, fuck you want me to do about that.
1: Yeah, the, the thing is, guys, they all worked literally the exact same style. They're under a mask, so that severely limits their personality and how much they can put out there as far as getting themselves over. So we see the. it could literally be the same person. It could be the exact same person dressed up as Drillistico here and Dragon Lee in WWE, and we would not know the damn difference, man.
0: Whatever. It is what it is. Uh, You know, they'll they'll be on Rampage, and nobody will watch, and it'll be uh, uh, another—it's like Tony Khan's burning money. Whatever, just throw money away. You bet. You better have given me the fucking money. I'll I'll, I'll put it to good use. least to go. The fuck is Charlize a needle mover? I'm sure. Can't wait for the AW lead. Oh, Charlize go is going to be a needle mover for Rampage. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, well, we'll go from 250 to 275 thousand. That's great. Fuck out of here. Moving on. Uh, Jericho and Kenny Omega against Matt Menard and Angela Parker were up next, but we got. Adam Copeland. Adam Copeland, he's in the ring with Tony Schiavone, and he has a message about full gear. Sting, he approached Adam Copeland last week, and apparently Sting says he needs to make the right decision here. Basically, Jesse and I talked about Sting and guys like Darby bringing out that rated R in Adam Copeland. So, Sting... Adam Copeland said, you know, we have a lot of respect for each other. And he got in his face last week with Darby. And he called Darby the future of AEW. That is if he doesn't kill himself first. Copeland could have given his answer to being their partner at Full Gear against Christian Cage, Lutasaurus, and Nick Wayne. But those three men interrupted. Cage is going to retire staying at Full Gear, whether he likes it or not. And we haven't seen Allen around a lot lately since Cage dumped him on his arm at Wrestle Dream. Cage brought up Copeland's neck problems and said if Copeland accepts the match, he is going to snap his neck. And I know you have a history with those neck problems. You're going to leave your kids to wipe the drool from his face. And Cage told Luchasaurus and Wayne to give him a preview. So they hit the ring and Copeland got the upper hand here battling two-on-one. But uh, Christian slowly gets into the ring. Adam Copeland could not bring himself to take down Christian Cage. So this allowed Luchasaurus to hit a lariat from behind to the back of the neck. And Nick Wayne, uh, he hit his Wayne's World. Cage was about to give him a concerto, but Sting made the save, wasted Wayne on the stage. Allen sprinted to the ring to beat down Christian Cage as Luchasaurus was dropped by Adam Copeland. Cage turned around. And he eventually hit a spear by Copeland, who officially then accepted being Allen and Sting's partner at Full Gear. The uh, worst kept secret in AEW since last week. Y'all knew it was going to be Adam Copeland. But finally, Jesse, we got some interaction physically, some physicality between Copeland and Christian Cage, and we're slowly starting to see that rated R come out with Adam Copeland.
1: Yeah, he's getting angry. He's getting frustrated. We're going to get them in the ring together. You know, we talked about is that something that we really want? Is that something that we really need? Do we need them in the same match as a, te- you know, as in, in the opposite corners and tag team? I mean, it, shouldn't that come after the one on one?
0: No, I think we do the tag team match first and then the one on one. Then the one on one? Yeah. Okay. I think that works better. But uh, listen, Sting on his retirement tour, teaming with Adam Copeland, that's a big deal. I like it. I'm excited about that. And I'm excited about the interaction between those two. I don't know how much interaction they're going to have with the full gear pay-per-view. I don't know how much physicality they're going to have, but I just hope that they don't give too much away because I think everybody's anticipating the one-on-one. That's all I ask for.
1: Right. I agree.
0: Now, we move from that segment, which we got another full gear match announced, and we go to Nigel McGuinness. And Tony Khan backstage, Tony Khan announced on social media yesterday that there would be a big announcement, a major announcement for this week's Dynamite, and it had people guessing what it was going to be, everything from signing a new talent, to giving the ladies their own TV show, to a women's pay-per-view, to a streaming deal with Max, and everything else in between. It was none of those things. It was TK bragging about a great year for AEW, bragging that his parents put their Christmas tree up in July, and he said the best gift for the fans this holiday season would be a ticket to All-In 2024. Uh, A ticket to All-In 2024, TK, is not on my Christmas list. I'm sorry. It's not on my list.
1: I thought he was giving away the tickets for a minute.
0: I thought he was going to give away tickets, too. I'm like, I'll take a free fucking ticket. I'm not sitting in the nosebleeds, but I'll take a ticket.
1: I'm not taking a free fucking $50, $60 ticket
0: so I can spend four grand getting there. He said tickets (laughs) go on sale on December 1st, but you can sign up now for pre-sale access. Nigel then hyped the show and said he can't wait to see all the fans at Wembley Stadium once again. Next year. Now, I am, I usually praise Tony Khan for some of the things that he does, and I'm very hard on him when he does things that just don't make any sense, like we are tonight. Nothing made sense. There's a lot of uh, plot holes in this show tonight. I, I will say this as kindly as I can, just in case he catches wind of this, if not already. Announcements like this need to come to an end. They need to stop. Because the more you make announcements like this, the people are going to watch, and then they, if they have not already been turned off, they're just going to be turned off even more. You know, a lot of people were were claiming, Jesse, that this is Tony Khan uh, as the boy crying wolf. Hey, look at me, look at me, you know, my ratings are down, look at me, I got a major announcement. Now, I know what Tony Khan is doing, he's trying to generate interest for the fucking show, hiding it behind a major announcement, it could have been multitude of things, but If that's your major announcement tonight, you can fuck your major announcement and shove it right up your fucking asshole. Because this shit was not a major announcement. This was basically a tweet on live television that should have been kept to social media. We didn't need a whole fucking segment to announce tickets to All In going on sale December 1st. Why do I give a shit about tickets going on sale for a show that I already know has been announced for Wembley? You know what I think when I see this announcement? They want to get tickets in the hands of people already, and they want to leave enough time to 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 sell more than eighty one thousand. Because somehow, some way, WWE has ruffled Tony Khan's fucking emotions here. That's what they've done, and you're not going to convince me otherwise.
1: Probably, what if what if was the original big. Revealed, but then they decided that that's probably not that was re-
0: that, that revealed. was that was that was. I mean, if that was the case, <laughs> holy shit!
1: What if they could mean that? I mean, they I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if that was it. Like, this is the announcement, and they're like, oh, well, you know what? That might not be big. Let's replace it with something else.
0: You know, I'm curious to know how many tickets are going to be sold for this show when, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say AEW's ice cold because that would be very unfair of me. They got two of the biggest storylines probably in their history happening right now with Christian and Adam Copeland and then MJF. It was an off night tonight, but I'm genuinely curious to see how many people buy these tickets this early for the show. Is it going to matter because it's a Christmas thing? Are they going to sell more tickets for Christmas? Is this going to be in everybody's fucking stocking stuff for this year? The only thing I can truly think of, Jesse, is, you know, they want to beat that number last year, and I think internally they will never admit it. They know that what they're doing right now is not hitting. It's not resonating. People are not coming to the shows. Their attendance figures are way down. Their pay-per-view numbers are way down. Their ratings are down. And yes, it's a competitive October with a ton of shit going on. But you cannot convince me that they are not worried about fucking not selling that show out. If they... If they don't sell more than 81000 next year, it's a failure. It really is.
1: They, they know. They have to know. The fans are, I mean, we're, we're not the only ones sitting here saying these things. The, the, what we're saying here tonight, guys, is pretty much the sentiment going around the IWC right now. Yeah. Granted, maybe we're a little bit more brutal than others, but we're just being real, man. I mean, we don't sugarcoat shit. When it's great, we put it over to nauseam. When it sucks, we do bury it. And when we do bury it, people get offended at times and things like that. We just want them to do better. We just want them to do better.
0: You know, you don't make an announcement for a a huge signing, right? They show up randomly unadvertised. Who's to say you don't have Mercedes in the pipeline? Meanwhile, you're going to leave something like that hidden from everybody. And you're hyping up this major announcement. And then this is your fucking announcement? Yeah, Ric Flair on the fucking show last week, and I don't really give a shit about Ric Flair, but he could have come with an announcement instead of being unadvertised. When you announce something like this as a major announcement, and this is the announcement that we get. How many fucking people are going to take what you say as gospel and really believe in what you're saying? The next time you have a major announcement, people are going to give fuck all about your announcement because of the last announcement falling flat of their expectations. Yeah, this, this, this should have been this should have been kept to social media. I'm sorry. Who gives a shit about tickets being on sale for a show that I already announced is happening? Because I was there, and Jesse and I got the announcement in the arena. <laughs> yeah, we already knew it. It's on the fucking big screen. All right, they're coming back next year. I may, I may be here. Wow. I
1: think Great. He, I think he bought out the hotel. He probably did. There was, there was no more rooms available, like, soon after the announcement. I think he bought out the hotel this time.
0: Who knows? Who knows? Jericho and Omega. Because Matt Minard and Angela Parker, this meant nothing. Seven minutes, Jericho and Omega win. So, Jericho and Omega, they are called, uh, I think they have a tag team. What are they called? The Golden something? The Golden Jets. The Golden Jets. There you go. Why? I don't
1: know. What's that from?
0: I don't know. Can someone tell me what the Golden Jets mean?
1: And why is everything golden with Kenny Omega? What, What does that mean?
0: he's uh he's gold everything he does touches it turns to gold right.
1: I, I just didn't I don't I just didn't get the reference. I thought it was something referring to something I was unaware of I, I don't know why the golden lovers were the golden lovers that sounds a little know. sus to me
0: I, I, but, I, I, none of my business
1: <laughs> but either way fine but now he have the golden jets like, like <clears> what, <throat> what is this golden thing
0: I don't know anyway Omega connected on a snapdragon on uh Menard. Elijah, what's up? First time super chat. Thanks, man. What's up, Elijah? Uh, Hager jumped on the apron, ate a V-trigger. Omega dived. And an Omega dive, uh, you know, took him out. Aubrey's attention was uh, turned. Matt Menard uh, clocked Jericho with the baseball bat. Parker only got a two count. Menard wanted Parker to use the bat. A little bit of a hesitation allowed Jericho to duck the shot. Hit the Judas effect. One, two, three. Goodbye. Post-match, the Don Callis family walked to the stage saying he has to give Jericho and Omega credit. For being cockroaches, hard to get rid of following Takeshita and Hobbs destroying both of them. Maybe this doesn't get finished in a ring, but instead on the streets, Don Callis says. Callis challenges Jericho and Omega to a street fight in two weeks on Dynamite, calling them dummies. Omega said none of this was about winning matches. He easily accepts the challenge, but makes it a six-man street fight. saying Kota Ibushi will be by their side. Callis said that they're still down a man... So Jericho brings up his friend, who is bigger than powerhouse Hobbs, as Hobbs isn't a giant. Paul White walks out. His knees almost buckled to a point where he can't even fucking stand anymore. (laughs) He can't stand. He's in his his ring gear. He KO punched the WMD on Kyle Fletcher, and it looked like he was going to fall over just punching Kyle Fletcher. It looked like he was out of breath just punching Kyle Fletcher. And that was basically the segment is the camera did a close-up on Paul White looking very angry into the camera.
1: What the fuck is he angry for? He gets to be in a TV match.
0: I don't know what he's angry for.
1: What are you mad about?
0: Everybody wants me to do the big show. I'm not, I'm not doing the big show here. I don't know who's watching. <laughs> I'll do that tomorrow.
1: I don't care. He's already blocked me. Fucking.
0: Not... Well... <laughs> It's the big slow. Give me a break.
1: Does anybody, who asks for this? Uh, when they brainstormed this, someone in creative said, the fans are going to love this shit. Love it. Actually, that was probably the big fucking announcement. The big announcement.
0: You think big this show. was the
1: big announcement? That was the big announcement. And someone said, uh, Tony, 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 look. Look, bruh. Remember the Christian, the Christian Cage review? This is much worse. Just announce tickets going on sale or something.
0: something. This, this, this is how it went down in the creative meeting. Oh, TK, I, I have a suggestion. What do, we, what do we do with Omega and Jericho? How about we do Big Show? You fucking kidding me? Who's he taking creative advice from? Nobody acts for this. Nobody wants to see this. This is a big failure. Never mind, Big Show. There's no more BS in his uh, in his little uh, Titantron intro there, man, on the big screen. No more BS. Oh, there's plenty of it. There's plenty <laughs> of it here. You fucking break. People like it. Who who likes it? If you if you if, you if you like it, who? go get yourself checked out, please. Tag them. It's who
1: who, who was, Brandon who was
0: James in the chat. Oh, I like it.
1: Oh my God. To each his own, man. What can you say?
0: Big show, big uh, show. Can I, can I ask you a question?
1: Jacob Donnelly says um, that the Winnipeg uh, hockey team are the Jets, and since they're both from Winnipeg, and likely that they're that's why they're the winner. That's why they're the Golden Jets. I still don't know why they're golden. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. Still don't know why they're golden, but I guess that's where the Jets come from. I mean.
0: 40. Fucking 36 hours after Bray Wyatt fucking passed, God rest his soul. Paul White, can I ask you about Bray Wyatt's passing? How did you feel? Oh, stop. (sighs) (laughs) Hey, what about that drillistico sign, man? Wow, what what a game changer that is, man, right? (sighs) (laughs) Moving on. Renee. Renee Pockett backstage. Love Renee. Yeah, we love Renee.
1: Renee gets an up. See? There we go. Shout out to Simon.
0: Uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho uh, are in the locker room together with the Bucks. And uh, Jericho was about to talk about the upcoming match that they just learned about. Matt Jackson cut them off. Matt says he didn't want to get over dramatic, but he's seen enough of this in their past and asks, What's the point of the elite getting back together when they don't have each other's backs? Matt said. M- Matt said his biggest problem was, Who invited this prick? And he points to Jericho. Into their locker room. Matt says he's never forgot what Jericho did to the Bucks father years ago and said Jericho will screw Omega over just like Don Callis did. Okay. All right. The Bucks are going, uh they're getting angry, man. What are they angry about? I don't really know. Apparently they, they don't have each other's backs.
1: Well, they just get, you know, dicked over and lost their titles. They go to the back, and Kenny is picking. Uh, Kota Ibushi and Big Show over them so they kind of got reason to be kind of salty right about now, they're not in a good mood Kenny fucking just just fucking ghosted them they kind of got reason to be pissy right now so right.
0: Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, Uh, shout out to Daniel Rodriguez in the chat VIP here in the OTS venue Uh, JD how buzzed are you right now? crying emoji Uh, I am completely sober brother I don't, yeah, drink, I don't drink on work nights, man. I only drink when I don't have to stream.
1: Yeah, me too. After a night like this, I can't wait till the stream is over, man. I got my liquor cabinet is calling me,
0: bro. Oh, yeah. I may actually have a gin and tonic. Kind of feeling uh, that right now. Uh, we got that. I, I mean, again, I, like I said before, I don't give a fuck what the Bucks do. I mean, they're ice cold, just like my beverage will be uh, in about an hour. Hikaru Shida and Willow Nightingale. <sighs> My God! Uh, I don't know. I'll let you take it, man. I got. I got. I got to collect my thoughts. Sheeta and Willow. Who? Who? So, who cares? So let's start with this.
1: Sheeta can go. Willow, I'm. I'm. I'm well documented. You know, here saying that how much Sheeta is great. To Willow. Willow is a very good pro wrestler. I mean, both of them, fantastic at what they do. I like how Willow is. A no-nonsense hard hitter. I like when she goes into her uh one count kick out and starts hulking up. I like that. That's some classic baby face shit. And and Willow is not soft. If you get in the match with Willow, she is gonna punch you, she's gonna fucking kick you, and she is gonna fucking slam you. So you bring that intensity back and she will equal it, and you have a fantastic match. This match was not fantastic, all right. I don't know if there was a lack of chemistry. I don't know if there was just... And I'm keeping into account that the crowd here tonight was god-awful. And that does not help any performers in the ring at all. So they have that uh, hill to to climb as they're doing the match. But at the same time, this is the second week in a row where the women are putting spots and after the match, it just does not feel good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't seem like there's enough care going on in the women's division. And now I understand we got the stuff going on with Sky Blue and Julia Hart and Willow. That's great. But you literally have two women's champions, two. And I don't know which one is the worst of the wear. They are both ice cold. They both seem directionless. At this point, I would love to have Britt Baker back as world champion. But even if we get that, who is she going to feud with? You've run the entire division into just obscurity. There is nothing interesting coming out of the women's division right now, and it's sad because they are all collectively so fucking talented. So talented. You just put something together for them, and they'll knock it out of the fucking park, but you're not giving them the support that they fucking need, and it, and it sucks, and it shows.
0: Can, 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 it. Can, can, can we stop defending the fucking title every week? Please? The, you, you do realize that the, the more Sheeta defends this championship against nobodies who have been nothing but losers on TV, who have not earned the championship match, that it devalues the championship? For some, for some, yeah. for some of you, you, you may think it's, well, that's not really the case, J.D., uh, Sheeta is defending the title and she's making it more prestigious. <laughs> no. No, that's not what the, the women's division needs. The women's division needs fucking story. The women's division needs this champion not to blow through all the fucking challenge that she has in the division in a span of fucking 30 days. Can we stop? Can we come up with actual story here and give Sheeta a rest and maybe build a fucking division around people who are yes. threatening Sheeta's reign by, I don't know, winning matches? Yeah. Someone
1: says someone I just saw someone say the best thing in the women's division is Tony Storm. They're they're botching Tony Storm right now it was so fucking interesting and so it just just i want to see where this goes you know when it started off but now she's coming off as a little annoying she goes into commercial breaks doing her silent movies she comes out after a match struts down the fucking aisle and then runs and struts the fuck away that that feels like the wrong direction for what they had going.
0: What does it matter if Tony wins the championship, which I expect her to because she's (laughs) the hottest thing in the division. (laughs) Then what? Is she going to defend the title every fucking week? I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, It's, I don't know. I I like the, I, I, I like the vignette type deals going on with what she was doing. That's great. I like the character itself. That's fucking great when they started implementing it into, you know, into the ring and into what she does when she comes out with just coming out, showing up and leaving and just doing comedic vignettes before commercial breaks, that's starting to take away from the luster and the anticipation of what we thought we were going to get. I thought she was getting ready to finish this transformation by straight dominating the women's division, but she's become more of a comic relief now. And that's just not, that's just not interesting at all.
0: Uh, where was the decision made to make Luther the butler? I mean, does anybody have a problem with Luther being the butler? I don't fucking care. I, you, don't, I, you, don't, you don't care who the butler is.
1: No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Luther being the butler does not bother me in okay. this gimmick at all. no, that that it's perfectly fucking fine. You know, she can use a heater, you know, or whatever the case may with Luther may be. That's fine. Um and Luther is Luther is case. I mean, truth be told, Luther is phenomenal at character work. Fucking phenomenal at fucking gimmick work. Okay. So if his role is to just be a gimmick and a character for Tony Storm, he'll do great. He'll do great. But it's, I'm just not feeling the direction that they're now going with Tony Storm, you know, herself. I think Luther, I think Luther will nail whatever you need him to do for Tony Storm in that gimmick. I have no problem with Luther in that spot. It's just that now she's become more comedy than seriousness. It's one thing to be, it's one thing to be involved in your gimmick and she's this. You know, this burlesque, you know, you know, lady from the old days. That's great. But that doesn't mean she needs to be comic. She can be fucking serious. She can come out and whip some ass and still be in her gimmick. She just seems like comic relief to me at this point, and that's not interesting. I, I, I prefer more of the Willow Nightingale style of whooping your ass in the ring rather than being comedic and joking around and running away.
0: It's not, it's not cool. Speaking of butlers, the greatest television Butler of all time is Joseph Marcel from Fresh Prince. He played Jeffrey.
1: Yes, Jeffrey. Yes.
0: Jeffrey, the butler for uh, Philip Banks. Why are you saying this? What? I don't know. I just I, I, we talked about butlers. I, 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 just, I just thought I just thought about uh, Fresh Prince. Great fucking okay. show. One of my favorite yeah. shows of all time. Man, don't play with me like this,
1: man. What are you talking about? I just said it's one of my favorite shows of all time. I thought you were going to say he passed away. No. Oh, I'm like, what? What happened to fucking Jeffrey? Nothing (laughs) happened
0: to Jeffrey. I'm just shouting him out for being a great fucking butler on TV. Do you mind? (laughs) Jeffrey's fucking awesome, man. I didn't mean to scare you. I'm like, what? What now? (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell
1: me he fucking... No. (laughs) Uh, But uh, also, you know, you know, um, what was it? Um, Luke Perry, not Luke Perry, um... Uh Matthew Perry? Yeah. You know,
0: rest in peace and Bobby
1: Knight rest in peace as well. Yeah, I
0: heard about Bobby Knight today. You that, know that uh, that whole Matthew Perry thing doesn't really sit well with me, man. I don't I don't it's something fishy there. I don't know. It No, no, I'm, I'm not gonna talk about it because it's not that type of show. I don't wanna bring anybody down, but it's something fishy there, man. I, I don't know. Yeah,
1: celebrities, you know, drugs, possibly this, that. Who
0: knows? Yeah, who knows? You know? Who knows? Anyway, uh, this match—I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't like uh, Ruby and who, who did Ruby fight? Uh, it was against Sheeta, right? The match was just awful. Uh, it, was, it was just bad. It wasn't that level of bad. No, it but, wasn't.
1: It wasn't that bad. It was yeah. not that bad, but it was—it it, just—it just felt a little bland.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know that's and, be, that's because Willow didn't do anything to deserve the title shot.
1: Yeah. You know it, it when you when you put out something net bland in a division where everyone's you know asking for for more from it, it, a match like this is not gonna help it
0: no so, so uh she'd have got the win after the match was over. Tony Storm made her entrance with uh the butler walking ahead of her, Luther and butler uh, Luther was holding the shoe on a pillow she knocked the shoe out of uh, out of Luther's hand and then uh kneed Tony in the face on the stage. Tony Storm got up and fled, and Sheeta then ran after her. The lights went out, and then Julia Hart was in the ring standing behind Willow. Willow turned around, stared at her, and Julia offered her hand. I guess she wanted to enlist uh, Willow to the dark side. Sky Blue ran into the ring and stepped into Julia's face. Sky then turned and stared at Willow, and then right back to Julia and sprayed blue mist in Julia's face. Julia rolled out of the ring and was uh, crying out. To uh, Sky Blue, how could you do this? What's wrong with you? And uh, Willow and Sky Blue apparently still on the same page, at least for now. Again, yes. we talked about it earlier. It was whatever.
1: Yeah, Sky Blue, Sky Blue came out in baggy pants. I thought that was the first sign of her heel turn. I thought it was official.
0: Doesn't matter what she's wearing, man. She still looks good.
1: Yeah, she looks fucking great. Julia
0: Julia looks good, too. By the way, congratulations to Julia Hart and my boy uh, Lee Johnson over there getting married uh, a couple of weeks ago, man. Their uh, wedding photos are floating around on Twitter or Instagram or whatnot. I took a gander. Congratulations to both of them. We love both of them. So happy for them. It was a star-studded event, man. Uh, MJF, he was sitting against a brick wall in the back, all out of hope. Nobody wants to team with him. Max Caster and Bowens with Billy approached. They've been... Kind of pestering him throughout the show. Bowen says, nobody likes him except Caster. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Caster said if he teams with them, he had a black bag with them, please scissor us, that's all we ask, and wear what's in this black trash bag. MJF looked inside the bag and said, absolutely, no deal, no deal. So he said he has more options. So he turned around, and there stood uh, Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sunjay Dutt. They all laughed very comically, and MJF, he hung his head in absolute disgust. I don't believe I'm all out of options, and this is what's staring me in the face. So you, you knew at that point that MJF had to make a decision that he didn't really want to make. Backstage, Roderick Strong, Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven approached Renee. Strong talked to Adam Cole on the phone and complained that MJF didn't even ask the team with him. Adam Cole told Strong to shut the hell up after he asked. Well, is MJF really the devil? I think he's really the devil. He may be the devil. And MJF uh, is not the devil, as far as I am concerned. He should not be. And Adam Cole hung up on Roddy. So that was that. God forbid it was Jeff Jarrett teaming with uh, MJF. Imagine.
1: Anybody but me noticed that it looks like Karen Jarrett was left in the oven a little too long?
0: I didn't notice. Every time they're on my TV, I tend to look away.
1: Looks like she... um.
0: Came out a little bit extra crispy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she went on a nice vacation, man. Maybe.
1: A little bit too much
0: sun underneath the palm trees, man. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Another read. Karen Jarrett on fucking TV. Really? Nobody asked for it. More
1: Jarretts. More Jarretts. Unbelievable, man. What are we doing? TK. Come on. You have a young,
0: vibrant roster. What are we doing? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, we got the main event Bullet Club Gold. Jay White, Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, and Juice Robinson. Rock hard. Juice Robinson. I love this team. I love this team. Very good. Very good team. Um, I, I wanna read you a little something that Tony Shivani Said about Tony Storm last week, about Tony Storm laying on the announce table and squeezing her orange <laughs> on Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone said this in, in regards to Tony Storm laying in front of him. Every guy wanted to be Tony Schiavone last week. He says, and I, Well, well I, I knew that Tony was going to do something on the announce table. I thought she was just going to sit on the table. She yanked the top off and stared at me and ju- and laid right on the table with her rear end. Right here in my face. So, I'm like, what, a, what a what a dilemma. My God, what a problem that is, man. So, I've got a girl's rear end in my face and I've got to play it straight. Then she takes an orange. She had two oranges. She flipped me one, if I recall, or handed me one. I ended up with one. She then bit the other orange. She bit right into it real hard right there. And boom, orange juice squirted all over my face. I took that orange and lobbed it over towards Dasha's lap when we went to break. Seems like, uh, seems like quite the dilemma there for Tony Shavani, man. I mean, what a lucky, what a lucky individual, man. Holy shit! Maybe we should give Tony Shavani's new nickname, uh, or, or give Tony Shivani Juice's nickname. That May- would be appropriate in that situation. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you got a problem with what Tony Storm is wearing nowadays to the ring, man, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. Maybe you should go seek help. And then he's got Dasha
1: next to him. Have you seen Dasha lately? Yes. Okay. Poor Tony.
0: Poor schmuck Tony. Oh, my God.
1: My God. First
0: world problem. Or third world problems, right? I'm sorry. Whatever. My Terror, terrible, Terrible, uh, terrible fucking situation to be. About. I would never want to be Tony Schiavone in that case. Give me a break. Um, main event. This one went about 14 minutes. I didn't even think it needed to go 14 minutes, but here we were. Um, MJF, you know, he got the hot tag. He did. He got the hot tag. He was the, the last one in. Obviously, he got a big pop when he got in there and fended off a three on one attack from the guns and juice. White teased entering the ring, but MJF saw him, so White turned and ran around the ringside area. Austin tripped MJF when he got back in the ring. So we had a little ring around the rosy here. MJF counted the guns with the DDT. He got the kangaroo kick. He took the guns out with the kangaroo kick. He celebrated. And he did the little ultimate warrior spot he does on the ropes and banging his foot on the mat. White came up from behind him and delivered a quick Blade Runner. And that was basically it. One, two, three, and MJF was pinned clean as a whistle. As the AEW champion in the middle of the ring, Taz mentioned that this is a boost for the challenger going into the pay-per-view. That was it. And then at the end of the match, White waited for MJF to stand up, belt in hand. Caster basically shoved MJF out of the way, and Jay White smashed the belt over Caster's face, so he took a bullet for MJF. The heels retreated to the stage. They celebrated And then at the end of the show, MJF with the acclaimed did a four-way scissor. And that's the way the show went off the air.
1: All right. So it looked like the ending they wanted to get to was was Max taking the shot for MJF. Yeah. Um, And for some reason, I don't get, but for some reason, they wanted MJF to eat a pin from Jay White. So what would I have done to have this make a little bit more sense? Um, Instead of MJF going around and looking like a a, a homeless fucking hobo in the locker room trying to find tag team partners, I would have had Max not give a shit and say, I don't give a shit. I don't have tag team partners and I don't fucking need them. I'll go out there myself and fight all of you fucking a-holes. I don't give a shit. Have him go out there and put up the best fight that he can. I mean, make the champ look good. But if MJF is going to get pinned, it's because he fucking lost to three other dudes. That's why. Or two other dudes, you know, or, or three other dudes. So that would be the only way. And at the end, at the end, have Max come run out. And when he's about to take that fucking shot with the belt, then he hops into the ring and t- eats that fucking shot from Max at, uh, at the end. That'll get you to where you want to go with that ending. It keeps Max looking much stronger than having him walking around, can't find any fucking friends, finds fucking two friends and go out there and still loses clean. No, he lost clean because he lost three on one. And he told D Claim to stay out of his business because he didn't want, he wanted to do this shit himself. And at the end, Max couldn't take it anymore. Max fucking runs out and eats that fucking title shot, makes MJF look down at him like, he didn't have to fucking do that. I could at least fucking scissor the guy for it. Done. Still wouldn't be happy about the champion losing, but at least he lost because it was three on one.
0: Listen, I said my, I said my piece right in the beginning. I don't want to repeat myself. I, 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 hate, I hate the world champion losing when he doesn't have to lose. Mm-hmm. I, I am never, I mean, there is a rare occasion where that makes sense. If he's not ready to drop the title, he should not be losing on, on, on television, number one. Number two, he looked weak throughout the entire show, looking like a fucking down-and-out fucking loser. Oh, nobody yeah. likes me. Oh, no, I can't find a partner. Oh, this and that. Meanwhile, the acclaimed was the best fucking option that you had. No, it wasn't. He had everybody else who's been begging for a title shot, asking for MJF to give them a title shot. All right, you got something that I need. I need your services. I'll give you a fucking title shot when you help me get my title back. Right. That's, the, that's the story. Meanwhile, we got... Max Caster and MJF and their fucking online bromance, mostly from Max Caster, playing yeah. out on television because they want to play into the fucking internet mark. Like, really? Yeah. And, and then we get the champion losing clean. He got his belt stolen, and he sends the crowd, yeah. crowd on Mappy and, and Scissors to, to end the show. Meanwhile, Jay White's walking around with your property. Yeah. How does that make MJF look?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it looks really fucking bad, dude. It looks really bad. I mean, maybe they have a direction. Maybe they have a a reason for this going forward. We got to wait and see. But in the interim, it just does not look appealing to see our, you know, our our anti-hero Max walking around there. And he like he can't find a friend. It's reminiscent of Stone Cold being forced to get a tag partner, you know, to go out there for the for the main event. Stone Cold walks around and backs. I don't give a fuck. I don't need a fucking partner. And Mick Foley come, I'll partner with you, Steve. Like, get the fuck out of him. I don't need your help. I'll do this shit myself. But then Mankind comes out at the end of the show anyway just to fucking help Steve. And Steve didn't ask for fucking help, but he helps anyway, and they pull it off.
0: It's Something
1: all to keep Max fucking fresh. It's anyway.
0: all about perception. It's, it's, yes. all about, it's all about what you see on television. Like, Jesse's right. Like, Max probably would have been better off going out there four-on-one and looking yes. strong. You know, yeah. you could have had him wrestle the whole fucking match four-on-one. Fine. If he lost, he would have lost because he's got fucking balls. And, yep. and and he took a chance. You know what? I want my fucking title back. Nobody's going to help me. Fine. Do, I'll do it myself. I don't need nobody. Do All right, I'm everybody's scum and scumbag. But if you wanted to get this match the way that it is, instead of MJF looking like a fucking sad sack of shit throughout the entire show, have him go out there by himself. And then maybe film something in the back where the acclaimed are like, you know, at the fucking gorilla position. And Tony Khan, we know we're sitting back there like... Have them say, hey, TK, I, I know it, we're not in the match, but um, we're going out there. We're going to go help Max. This is a fucking—this is bullshit, four-on-one. Perception, visuals, everything. Have have that lead to them going out there. Have them get in there halfway, team with him, get in yeah. there, do an, eight on, uh, an eight-man match, and, and then have the ending play out where MJF still lost, but he went in there and wrestled 90% of the match by himself.
1: Yeah. Looks strong. Something. <laughs> look, look strong. Nobody can beat someone fucking, you know, three, four and one. You know? No. Makes, makes sense. But Max is a fucking hothead. He thought he could do it. And these guys fucking ran him. You know, they, they fucking rolled his ass and the claim tried to come out, but it was too little, too late. They tried to honor Max's wishes by leaving him the fuck alone. But they said, fuck that. He's a friend. We came up together in this business. I'm going to do something. You could have had just Max come out at the end. Just Max, that's the ending you wanted, him to eat that shot, you know, or the acclaim could have came out, and like you just said, you know, get in the match at the end of the fucking game, you know, and all of that, either of these scenarios would have looked much better than what we got tonight. It, that, this is the weakest Max has looked since he's been championing in AEW.
0: I agree. Um, you know, uh, again, you know, we made the show sound 10 times worse than it was. Uh, and, and it was... I don't want to sit here and tell you it was, uh, it it was, you know, I don't even want to say it was a good show. It was a poorly booked show. That's what it was. It was a poorly booked show with no thought. It seemingly felt like AEW just put whatever the fuck they wanted on television and they didn't give a second thought to anything that they put out there. And, And, and I'm glad that we are one of the shows that are going to call this shit out for what it was. It was a poorly booked show. Creatively, it sucked tonight. And if you don't agree with that, I mean, go listen to somebody else on social media fucking parade around with all this positivity because they want to be noticed by the A.W. roster. I don't I don't really give a shit. I'm going to make my money regardless. Jesse's going to sit here and fucking tell you like it is. I'm going to tell you like it is. If you don't like it, go take a walk.
1: That, that's all we do, guys. That's it's, it's how the show came off to us. You know, we're gonna get people in our DMs and tweeting like these guys don't know nothing. Like, oh, we probably don't. Maybe we fuck, but maybe we fucking don't. But I do know that this show could have been much better than the stuff that we got.
0: Yeah. Anyway, guys, I appreciate all of you hanging out tonight. We had twenty two hundred in here at one point. I really appreciate you guys very much for hanging out this evening on off the scripts. We're gonna get into the super chats in just a second. First. I want to say, I know you guys have been asking for the audio podcast on Spotify and iTunes. I know nothing's been uploaded there for a week. And I want to tell you that everything is now back to normal. Blue Wire, you know, the company Blue Wire I was partnered with for the audio podcast, they, they seemingly dropped everybody in the wrestling podcast realm that they had except Chris Vendley. So he's the only one on there. Don Tony got dropped. I got dropped. And no explanation was given. uh, And it was very unfair. And I don't really appreciate the, the level of business that they conducted. So it left me in a situation where I had to struggle to find a home for the podcast. I found someone. Communication was terrible. I asked to be let go. And now I'm back with another company. And hopefully things normalize once again. So if everybody... Uh, is missing the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and all, all those other major audio platforms. You should have everything there now starting this week with Monday Night Raw and last night's Tuesday Night Titans. Tonight will be uploaded immediately after I go off the air, and everything should be there for you guys to go back and listen to. So it is there. So if you guys have been asking, just give it a listen and go check it out, man. I would really appreciate it. Follow me on social media at J.D. from NY206. Follow Jesse at Smart. Go subscribe to Jesse. His YouTube handle is in the description at the very top. Go click it. Go subscribe. It's well worth your time. And And also, let me
1: get a quick minute here. Yeah. So go to my channel. Check it out. What am I doing? I'm covering Impact. Um, Impact is a passion project that I'm going to take on. All right, I've already taken it on. Um, My guy right here next to me has WWE on lockdown. All right, we do AEW together. And when I started doing this, you know, we agreed that I don't want to stream when he's streaming. I don't want, we share the same audience, even the small audience that I have. I don't want anybody on my stream watching me when JD is on. So I don't stream the same time as him. So I'm trying to branch out and do something outside of what, we're doing here, and I want to see if it works. All right? So um, I'm going to get ready to expand my show. Um, The rebranding to TNA kind of put a hiccup in that, so I might have to, you know, go back and work some things and things like that. But um, I'm not here to sell anybody on how good Impact is. I know how good Impact is, and I tell you guys how good it is. And if you don't agree or don't like it, it's probably just not your cup of tea. And I get that. And I can understand that. My whole thing is I don't understand the unnecessary bashing of it like they stole money from you. It's like, what is the big deal? If you don't like it, okay, then don't watch it. And then when you're asked about it, say, I don't really get into the product. I don't know anything about it. I hear good things or I hear bad things. I don't know, but I can't shit on it because I don't watch it. Basically what I'm asking for is from this guy and you guys in the chat and everything like that is a little professional courtesy. That's it, we're a family here at the OTS family and and we support each other at the end of the day. So you guys burying something that I'm trying to get off the ground literally takes money out of my pocket when I'm trying to make a little extra money for me and my family. So if it's for you, awesome. If you wanna support, great if it's not for you I'm sorry to hear that but there's no need for let's kill it because it's something that I'm trying to get off the ground on my end it's something that I am building myself away from this guy to see if how I can
0: do it myself well, that's all uh somebody in the chat said uh, JD I hope it's not podcast one no I'm not with podcast one and I don't know why they're so bad so I would love to know why so I can keep them off of my radar um But no, I'm not with Podcast One. Um, Again, go check out all the other content on the channel. The audio stuff is up and will continue to be up. Sorry for the uh, week where there was no content being filtered out to those audio platforms, but everything is now rectified, so hopefully uh, things get back to normal. Blue Wire really fucked me over, because that was a nice chunk of change every month, but... You know, can't expect everybody to be professional in the uh, in the wrestling space, but uh, but yes, go check out Jesse, Cover Impact, and uh, Swerve. Apparently, is wrestling Speedball Mike Bailey at the House of Glory show on December first. And yes, I said I didn't like independent wrestling, but that's not an independent wrestling match. That's a big time. That's a big time match.
1: You work for House of Glory, right? Yeah. Okay. In yeah. Indie. Company, right? Yeah. Okay. Awesome.
0: I don't have to like indie wrestling, but I do like the place that I work for. I love the place that I work for. The
1: indie company.
0: We do. We don't. We don't. Look, we don't put on a show like regular indie promotions do. Higher
1: production value?
0: Yeah. I would like to think so. Maybe I don't. Ha- I don't watch the shows back on Premier Network. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Have you? production is not good huh?
1: impact is better
0: yes i well you would think so being that they are uh funded fairly well right
1: not quite funded as wwe and aew so uh-huh. not as good as them but All
0: right.
1: better than the place that you work for that you don't like
0: so. All right. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a two $7 Super Chat. Sorry, $7 Super Chat. J.D., Jesse, I think Solo and Damian Priest need to win Saturday at Crown Jewel. Okay. I don't think Jesse will be watching Crown Jewel.
1: I mm, uh, no, not know. Sometimes the, the timing of those shows following my day where I'm not really doing too much, and I'll pull it up if I have nothing else going on. 10
0: May, 46 months in the venue. This man is two months away from the elusive Mustang emote. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, brother. He's the longest reigning and defending OTS VIP in the venue.
1: That's awesome, man. That's what's up.
0: Dwayne Jackson with $10 in Super Chat. The announcement for early tickets for all in 2024 going on sale is the worst announcement. TK could have waited for Revolution for that. I was hoping for streaming service announcement. Uh, I know we're going to be getting the streaming service announcement, but uh, I think the logistics still need to be worked out about that. I think after World's End, I think we'll get that announcement. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 Super J, Maybe a Trios title win for Sting Darby and Adam Copeland. No. Scripps, 27 months and counting. Proud to be an OTS OG. Scripps, thank you, brother. Tony Brown with a 499. Bullet Club Gold is the real deal. And yes, Jesse, I saw sky blue. Oh man. Oh yeah.
1: Baggy jeans, though man. It's turn heel.
0: One winged Will Will with a seven months. Lucky seven. Love you, JD. Tell Jesse, don't be upset about seeing Paul White tonight. Beyond the script with a 4.99, what's good, JD and Jesse? Max Caster is growing on me. Just some new Japan rejects and the ass boys. Max got the scissor from MJF finally. Eh, didn't like it. Max is growing on me, dude. Jedi Joku, 29 months. I thought tonight was a pretty lackluster show. TK's big announcement could have been a Twitter post. Paul White and the acclaimed were predictable, yes. Derek Anawaii, new membership. I'm surprised, Derek. I thought you were a VIP here, man. But thank you again, regardless, for becoming a member here on OTS. Tommy Branigan with a $5 Super Jack. J.D. and Jesse, awesome show. As always, the best podcasters in the IWC OTS for life. Thank you, Tommy. Triple M with a new membership. Triple M, what the fuck are you drinking? Uh, rage with a one hundred dollar super chat. I appreciate you, rage. We love you. Hopefully, all is well at home there. Thank you for the one hundred. Uh, Triple M with a five dollar super chat. The state of Bungie and Destiny Two and the layoff of Salvatore uh, Salvatori has me singing Red Skies. Finally, rejoin the VIP club. Keep doing your thing, Champ. Uh, yeah, man, that Bungie uh, Destiny Two thing is uh, very concerning, man. The, the game, the game may be finished. Honestly, I know it's all doom and gloom right now, but I think a lot of people are gonna. I think a lot of people are gonna just quit. Honestly, playing the game. I will not. I have not pre-ordered Last Shape. I don't pre-order games that quickly. I was gonna pre-order it anyway as soon as we got closer to the the, the uh, release, but now we have till June, so <laughs> I'll wait till June to pre pre-order.
1: I would have thought about it if the exclusive uh, exotic that came with it was actually really
0: good. it's not. So. Uh, I'll wait. It's not, it's not a meta gun, so it is what it is. Uh, phase B I am in the gym three days a week, brother. Only took a little bit of uh, a break because I had to go away for a couple of days to go do personal shit, but uh, I am back. Uh, Triple M, thank you, brother Tenario with a nine ninety nine. JD, did you like the WWE Taboo Tuesday Cyber Sunday pay-per-view concept? No, I did not because they were all predetermined How could you enjoy it if WWE manipulates the entire show? It's not really fans' choice no. Scripts with a $5 super chat I've got a major announcement Tony Khan's announcements suck Yeah, tonight was uh, Tonight was a fail the cake with a five dollar super chat. The elite were Ring of Honor six man tag team champions, but didn't appear on Ring of Honor at all. They're really? the they're that. Well, that's that's new to me. I mean, I wouldn't have known. I don't watch Ring of Dark. Uh, they're the E in AEW, but they are part timers now. They're barely on TV nowadays. Well, I I think they've lost a lot of their luster, to be quite honest with you. And I think the whole CM Punk situation didn't really make them look good to certain people. That didn't help. No. That
1: didn't help. And like I said, they're they're not not doing anything of interest on TV. No. You just leave everybody's minds, you know, wandering. And if they're going to wander, they're going to wander into you and the CM Punk shit. Because you're not doing anything else. No. The shit with Punk is more interesting than what you're doing on TV. And that shouldn't be. Do something great on TV and people will start to forget about other shit. But right now you're not doing it.
0: Chelsea with a new membership. Thank you, Chelsea. Actually, you're not a new member, Chelsea. It says you're a new member, but you're a member for 19 months. Peach-flavored old-fashioned for me. Milestone unlocked. We're halfway to that gold mic. Drink up. Sir Jesse and Lord JD and Clocky. Cheers. Can't forget Clucky. <laughs> Clocky's always at the bar. I mean, he's always got a drink in his hand. You're-
1: I saw a kid. I saw a kid in my neighborhood dressed up as Clucky Trick or Treat. Of course you did. I swear
0: you know what I like. You know what I saw a lot of this year in my neighborhood. A lot of Ghostbusters. Oh, Spider Man dominated my neighborhood. Yeah, a lot of Spider Man stuff. I see. I seems some Spider Man. A lot of Marvel stuff.
1: I would. I would assume New Yorkers is littered with Spider Man because it's based in New York.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yuri Lover with a $5 super chat. J.D., if you can date any female wrestlers in WWE or AEW currently, who would it be? That's a very weird question, Yuri, but uh, I will entertain your question. Uh, It uh, it would be... uh, I I would probably go out there and say, um, if I have to choose one from each company, Sky Blue in AEW. Whoa, 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 whoa.
1: What happened to...
0: Uh Tony, uh Tony time. Tony time. I mean it could be Tony time anytime. It's just uh, I, you know Sky Blue's more my flavor now. I don't know. Oh
1: man. See, happen when
0: you hang around Chicago with too much. Uh, I know. I know. And um WWE, you know, it w- it would have been Sasha but she's not there. I think Sasha's gorgeous, but um I don't know. Who, who there's? NXT's got a couple of good-looking women, man. So oh, I been saying, are you still
1: thinking about this? What is your problem,
0: man? Nikita Lyons. Thank you. Uh, done. Over. <laughs> you know, uh, Lola Vice. Who? Go look up Lola Vice, and then and then you'll say who? Oh, is you'll she be, gonna lo- be
1: better. Is she gonna be better than Nikita Lyons, bro?
0: Just go look at her fucking Instagram or her Twitter, brother. Chat Jesse doesn't know who Lola Vice is, man. Please just. Will you okay, fucking educate this clown, please? I'm going to look right now, and if she's not better than Nikita Lyons. Roxanne Perez, I mean, she's a hottie, too. You know, you got to love Roxanne. Cora Jade. Yeah, Cora Jade's all right.
1: Bro, she's, she's gorgeous.
0: No, okay. She's hot. Okay. But is she better than
1: Nikita Lyons? Nah, <laughs> no. That's why I
0: mentioned her first.
1: That, oh, God, man. Yeah, she's, she's, she's got it for sure.
0: Yeah. Anna Jay's another one. Now, listen, you can't go wrong, man. You can't go wrong. There's some attractive women in, uh, in the world of pro wrestling. Thank you, Yuri. Chelsea, thank you for your 19 months. Clint Bond with $10. I go back and think, and it started to falter a bit when Tony bought Ring of Honor. That is when the consistent quality started to waver. Also, I don't want to see a single damn low-rent Ring of Honor belt on our AWTV. If he wants to put a Ring of Honor belt on someone, they should be in Ring of Honor until losing. You said it, brother. I didn't. Absolutely feel the same way. Uh, uh I I don't know why you look like Brad Shepard in your profile picture, but uh, hopefully that is that is you, Clint, and not Brad Shepherd. <laughs> El Masay with a ten dollar super chat dressed up as Larry the Dog yesterday, won't scariest costume. Uh Cake with a two dollar super chat. Cardblade is my champion. Cardblade is cool. Will Chisholm with a five. That report of Tony booking stuff last minute. This show didn't help. Tony's case. Too much Vince shit on this show. Uh, Raging Girl Gamer with another 50 bomb. Thank you, Rage. MJF is a natural heel. He shouldn't be scissoring anyone. Plus, he lost two. Like, what the fuck, TK? For one thing, he looks like a bitch for having his title stolen. Well, Rage, tell tell us how you really feel. huh? Thank you, Rage. Israel with a 29 months. You both right. What happened with AEW? I don't enjoy it as much as I did in 2019. It's becoming WWE-like when Vince was in charge of creative. Kratos, new membership. No, you're not new. 38 months, it says. My membership expired earlier this afternoon due to no funds, but I got it fixed. Thank you, Kratos. I really appreciate that. And... You got that uh, title belt. You don't want to let go of that, man. Not many people have that. Phil with a nine ninety nine. I'll always have a special place in my heart for AEW, considering it brought love back to the business for a lot of people. Been watching since day one, but it's not the same anymore. We deserve better. Well, maybe Tony should get a fucking writing team.
1: I'm hearing, I'm hearing he low key has a writing
0: team. Well, I don't know what the fuck they're writing then, because they clearly they, they clearly didn't pick up the pen for this show. Colby Duran with a 499. What exactly did MJF take from Wardlow besides holding him hostage in a contract? He destroyed Max and won his freedom. Why is he upset now? It's nonsense. Well, hopefully we get that answered when the time comes. He took everything from him. What what exactly did he take? He beat MJF and then went on to win the TNT title, no? Jesse? I don't Pretty much. Know. I mean I
1: mean,
0: if Wardlaw has anybody to blame, he should blame Tony Khan.
1: Grace, I mean, he he was he was right there, man. He yeah. was right there.
0: I don't I don't. They cut his hair and then said, "Get the fuck out." You know what? I should really dress up as Ryan Satin for next year's Halloween. I'd win scariest costume.
1: Well, you have some kind of weird obsession with this guy.
0: Who? What? No. Weird no. Obsession with a dude. Dude, he has a weird obsession with me. What are you talking about? I I don't mention him. You just did. Jason Barker with a $5 Super Chat. Hey, Jesse, talk about Andrew Baydala and his comments yesterday and why you blocked him. Now, we won't be talking about Andrew because Andrew's great. He does a great job on Tuesdays, but uh, I don't know why you blocked him. I blocked him? You blocked him on Twitter?
1: I don't know. Did I? Who said I blocked him?
0: Jason Barker. I don't know Jason Barker. What did, what do you do to you? Let's all be friends here, okay? Let's all be professional. Okay? A, a professional prof,
1: professional
0: courtesy, man. Yeah, well. Hero with a $20 super chat. These people saying just watch the show, understand that AEW is episodic TV. Things need to make sense, and you guys rightfully call things out. If I wanted to just watch, I'll go to my local indie show where they don't tape TV. That's a quality comment there, Hero. I can't really uh I can't really uh Argue your take there. Cake with a five dollar super chat. This is for Jesse. Go buy yourself a tavern pizza. I've always wanted to try a tavern pizza.
1: thanks for donating that to JD's check. Awesome.
0: What is a tavern pizza? That sounds quite intriguing. What is that?
1: Um Chicago style.
0: Oh it's not deep not deep dish. Okay. All right. Good Chicago pizza. Okay. Sounds like a place I'd eat at. Tavern pizza. No, it's the tavern style. Ah, okay. Steven with a 199. Thank you, brother. NYC Demon Diva with a 26 months. Issa. We love Issa. Elijah with a 5. Could be pie in the sky, but during the devil glitch tonight, last week, there was a Chicago skyline hidden. I tweeted it to you and Jesse earlier. Bro, if punk is the devil... I don't know how they kept that secret. You guys,
1: wrestling fans have this weird thing about not being able to decipher facts from fiction, man. They think everything know. is a work. I don't know. Everything.
0: Theme parks and things with Johnny with 12 months. My guess is the name is based off the Winnipeg Jets hockey team. Yes, we've come to that conclusion, Johnny. Thank you, brother, for 12 months. Killicious. For the new membership. Appreciate you, brother. What the fuck are you drinking tonight? AJ with six months. Six months of being in the venue to the best wrestling podcast in the community. JD, you are the man. And Jesse, respect and love to you as well, my guy. What's up, hey, bro? Thank you, AJ. Jedi Joker with a $2 super jam. What's the problem, Shivani? I love oranges. So do I. One of my favorite fruits. My favorite fruit, though, is probably a blueberry and a strawberry. I'm a big blueberry guy. Edward Liu with a 499. Wrestling lacks an offseason, but do you think TK should take his own season off? Seems like he's running himself too thin and just needs a break. Bro, the man works 80 plus hours a week.
1: TK could definitely absolutely establish an offseason for his rosters. It's so damn huge he can rotate their schedules. Yep. Take a lot of, you know, I get it takes a lot of work and manipulating and moving parts and shit. But it can be done.
0: Captain Solo with a $5 super chat. All hell, the Undisputed IWC Tribal Chief. Hope you and your fur babies are doing well, J.D. They are doing well. Thank you, Solo. Will Chisholm with a 10. It's crazy how Tony Khan booking is so up and down. I wonder what made this happen, but I knew something was up when Tony says he don't listen to fans who just try to help. I don't give a fuck if he listens or not. If it's good, if it's good. If it's bad, it's bad, and I'll let you know.
1: He listens to fans.
0: Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. JD, Jesse, what does WWE do after Judgment Day ends? I can see Finn and Damian leave WWE, in my opinion. What's left for Finn and Damian to do in WWE? Finn and Damian Priest are not leaving WWE. Triple H is not letting either one of those guys go. And theme parks and things with Johnny, $10 Super Chat. From one Mustang owner to another. Keep up the great work, JD. And yes, you... To Jesse, and how do I find that version of the Mortal Kombat song? Just look up Andy James Mortal Kombat. He's playing it live in his studio on guitar.
1: it is, it is not a copyright?
0: No, it's a video game. For the song? Yeah, it's not. It's not on a, It's not. It's not anywhere. He's not. He doesn't have it on an album or anything. It's just it's just him fucking around. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's it. That's all the Super Chats, guys. We appreciate you hanging out tonight on this AEW Dynamite post show. You guys are great. Again, follow us on social media. At JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Go follow Jesse at the Chi-Town Smark handle on Twitter. Same at on YouTube. And I'll be back tomorrow with something. I don't know what I'll be back with, but I'll be back with something. I got some more Pokemon cards coming in the mail, man. We'll be doing a live stream over on the second channel as well. Go uh, subscribe to the second channel. Some great shit coming over there. All holiday season coming up. Cards are on my Christmas list. And um, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 campaign for all those who have ordered the game early comes out tomorrow. I I am thinking about streaming that on the second channel. Maybe. Maybe. No problem. Oh, they get a,
1: a new campaign mode? Yeah.
0: What's the game? Is it it MW3? 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 Yeah. Okay. Nice. All right. So we will see. Uh, I appreciate you guys very much. Again, hit that subscribe button down below if you're new. I'd love if you subscribe, become a part of the family. We, uh, We love pro wrestling here, man. If I tell you anything, we love pro wrestling. We may be hard. We may be violent sometimes with our opinions, but we all love pro wrestling. So hopefully you understand that. The audio stuff is back up, so go check that stuff out for everybody that's been wanting the audio stuff. And again, please hit that thumbs up. Let's try for it's a thousand. More, it's
1: more JD
0: from NY, the second channel. Yes. More more JD from NY, the second chance. It's linked in the description, you guys. I, I don't put that shit there just for uh, good looks, okay? It's all there. And then uh, hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a thousand likes right here on OTS. Guys, I'll see you back tomorrow with something, and then I'll be back live Friday for Friday Night Smackdown and the Go-Home Show for WWE crown shoot. I'll see you guys later.